The Drive Home Breakdown is now on Stitcher. Stitcher is on-demand radio where you can listen to our show and other great podcasts from news and entertainment to sports and more. Over 20,000 shows at your fingertips. That's about 20,000 too many in a world where you got the Drive Home Breakdown. Just my opinion. Get the excellent free Stitcher app for your iOS, Android, and Nook device. Then fire that mother trucker up and look for your new favorite podcast, Drive Home Breakdown. Share the show on Facebook and Twitter right from the app. Rate us, leave us a review. All that stuff helps us out, helps us spread the word, and gets the show ranked up on Stitcher. We all like getting it up. Getting it ranked up is what I meant to say there. You can also visit our show page by going to drivehomebreakdown.com slash stitcher. Listen, share, and rejoice in the podcast some internet commenters called Just What I Need. So there you go. The Drive Home Breakdown is what you need, and Stitcher is how you get it. Get the app. Check out the show at stitcher.com. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R.com. Unless you're driving right now. In that case, wait for a rest stop. You should only do safe things while you're driving. Like recording a podcast. Welcome to the Drive Home Breakdown. This is the podcast where uh, I, Tony Grice, and uh, my better half, Brent Adams, will be going through uh, many of the movies from uh, current and uh, recent history. Uh, We started off, of course, last time around with the most recent uh, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. And uh, we really just wanted to start off by saying a huge thank you to uh, all of the support we've been getting uh, from you guys. Uh, We really, really appreciate it. Uh, As Brent uh, spoke about on the first episode, this is something we've been wanting to do for such a long time and uh, have finally kind of... uh, gotten gotten our, our act together and uh, got off our butts decided to uh, finally pull it together it's been a lot of fun but really it it means the most to us when we hear that feedback from everyone and and we really really appreciate uh, all of the uh, the things and uh, the huge part of it is the actual feedback on elements of the show like you know feedback on you know the, the audio quality which hopefully this uh, going forward is going to be much improved over the uh, initial episode um, and also just some of the um, s- just some requests some ideas for for uh, some different uh, formats uh, you know our initial format is doing a review of the movie we just saw in the theater on our drive home because we always go to the Abingdon cinema it's about an hour away um, but you know some a lot of people had mentioned that they really liked the idea of hearing us talk about movies that are already out, or at least, you know, I mean, I guess those movies are out, but, you know, movies that are out that you more likely have already seen. Uh, So we thought, since we're going to be coming up on watching The Amazing Spider-Man 2 uh, here in the next week or so, we decided to do a catalog title, and we're going to be doing The Amazing Spider-Man, the first one. And the format's a a little bit different. This is actually going to be kind of like a running commentary. So uh, at the beginning of the audio clip, uh, after after I shut up and we get to uh, we get to the actual recording, Brent's going to give you a little bit of a uh, a marker, a key to where you can start uh, the video. 
So just make sure you uh, pause this at that point and then kind of queue up your video. And then when you're ready, start both of them playing. And uh, I think you will uh, get, a, get a kick. And uh, basically, we're going to go through the movie scene by scene. We kind of get off track uh, here and there. But uh, it, uh, in general, plays along with uh, the movie very nicely. And uh, anyway, we just wanted to say thank you again for all the support and hope that you enjoy this one as well. Um, as always, we are talking about, you know, you're watching the movie. So as it's happening, you know, we can't really be spoiling too much. But there are a few times that we uh, go on to topics that happen later in the movie or topics maybe from related movies that uh, have some subject matter in there as well uh, in a spoiler fashion. So uh, if you are if you have not seen the movie, first off, probably not the best way to watch it, uh, listening to our running commentary while, <laughs> while you're watching it. So check it out on your own first and uh, then come back and listen to us uh, uh, jabber on uh, behind the scenes about it. But uh, hope you enjoy The Amazing Spider-Man. So welcome guys. Uh we're going to uh we're going to do our first commentary, which is something that a lot of you have been asking us about. Uh yeah. you've been asking us to do like catalog titles, anything to fill the gap between theatrical releases. Yeah, yeah, which we you know I think we always intended to do at least at least a review of sorts, kind of like how we did with the others, but uh right. you know a lot of people came with the commentary idea and I, I think it's a pretty good idea. It's it gives cool. us an excuse to watch uh, some some cool movies again. We hope. We hope. In, in the case of a lot of people have been asking why we hate Iron Man three so much, <laughs> we might we might end up doing a commentary on Iron Man three and explaining why. We're actually we're actually asking which one of us has to go through the pain of adding that movie to our collection <laughs> so that we can watch it. I would be willing to pick it up because I haven't seen the one shot from Iron Man three yet. I yeah. know it's got something to do with Peggy Carter, and I imagine it might it, maybe it fills in some stuff in Cap two actually. You know, because she talks mm, about it's possible. she talks about uh, you know Cap saving her future husband, but we don't exactly know who that is. And then obviously there's Sharon Carter, her niece. Maybe there's some okay, yeah. Well, maybe there's some setup, you know, some cool behind the scenes stuff for Cap too yeah. that we and, don't know. And we, we were kind of talking about how even when we went back and you know uh, kind of refamiliarized ourselves with this one, you know, maybe maybe, maybe our feelings might have changed uh, yeah. somewhat since because we were we were we were pretty upset with it the first time. So who knows? Maybe yeah. uh, it was terrible. Maybe time will. <laughs> We'll have healed some wounds there. It'll be, you know, or maybe we'll be reopening wounds. That's true, very true. I don't know. But uh, the point is that for you guys, uh, because we love you guys, we'll, you know, I think we're talking about, you know, maybe doing a, an Iron Man 3 commentary and just addressing, you know, the issues we had when we saw it and maybe where we are now. And like you said, we might change because I think that. I think that we've both changed on this movie, The Amazing Spider-Man, the one yeah. that we're about to watch. We haven't really talked about why because you know we, haven't we, we, we haven't talked about it. But like we both said, that sitting down, you you start to say, you know, it's kind of interesting. I changed a little bit having watched this, and I was like, mm-hmm. you know what, I did the exact same I did way. The exact so, same thing too. Um, well, you know, we don't we we got uh, a lot to get through here. So yeah, so uh, let's just go ahead and start. So here's what we're going to do. We're at the very front of the film itself. We're, we're watching it on Blu-ray, but of course, you know, you can you can get it uh, digitally as well. Uh, but the point is that what we did, is, as opposed to hitting play from the main menu, we went into the scene selection and selected uh, the first scene block, which uh, takes us to right before the, the black like, screen, Columbia, right before the Columbia logo. So uh, if you want to, if you want to get there, if you want to get to to the, the the black screen just before the Columbia logo comes on, that's where we're starting from, and we're going to hit the button. I'm going to go three, two, one. And then go, like go on. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna go after one. <laughs> okay, all right. That's right. Three, two, one, go. And then go. We're doing okay. it Lethal Weapon two style. Not, don't don't have. If you just did it now, rewind. That's right. Yeah, because because you've messed it up. Uh, 
So anyway, we're going to go three, two, one, click, and it's going to go just like that. And here we go. Three, two, one, click. It didn't click. It didn't click. <laughs> no, I think it worked. All right. So uh, Columbia logo is up. I see the lady's face. She's standing on some sort of uh, platform. Um. All right. You know, my abiding memory oh, yeah. of this logo is uh, Ghostbusters. I always associate the Columbia ah, logo yeah. with, uh, with the opening to Ghostbusters and that great uh, kind of theremin sounding. I, I still sometimes okay. expect the TriStar logo after it. I, I miss like the TriStar Columbia logo. Yeah, yeah, the unicorn. All right, the Marvel logo just faded out. And now we are seeing the opening to The Amazing Spider-Man, which... You know, it's interesting. I know that this movie is polarizing for a lot of people, and I think that some of the the most basic complaints uh, or some of the most basic uh, problem with the film that people might have is that it's a reboot, and a lot of people felt like it was too soon. Well, you know, especially after, you know, we've we've already joked a little bit, but I'm sure as time goes on we'll talk even more about uh, Spider-Man 3. You know, Spider-Man 3 really took that that first spider-man series uh, it, it, it almost somehow it. it almost somehow damaged everything else that came before it you did know? it really kind of like the matrix films in a way it really you i noticed that nobody's right. given a shit about hating spider-man 3 that's it's very true as if it's like as if it's, it's worse than iron man 3. I, I, yeah i i was gonna say like that's the thing that i always felt i i felt like the first the original two spider-man movies with toby mcguire I, the the first one I thought was a really good movie. I thought the second fantastic. one was maybe one of the better comic book movies of all time. I, I agree. Um, I mean, the, the second one is is definitely better for, for its time. It absolutely it was, it was. was fantastic. Like, I, I mean, they were absolutely the high water mark prior yeah. to the Dark Knight series rolling around. And then and then three came around and and just really felt like a. I, it, it felt very similar to they just like lost momentum and like had no idea well, like what they wanted to do and it felt it. like they wanted to go like they were just like okay we've already done the established stuff let's just have fun now let's just yeah. let's go off on a tangent and and I mean that's not what people want I don't think now maybe I'm wrong maybe people were like you know yeah we already saw all the stuff that we kind of expected we want to move on and get see something uh, see something different but um, wouldn't it have been awesome if like in the middle of this scene like like their office is trash like somebody's looking for something you know he calls his dad and his dad sees and like he just like dips into his pocket like outcome dual glocks and like they just get into like a gigantic gunfight with rival drug traffickers and it turns out that like Peter's it, it's like it's like it's like breaking bad like like Peter's parents uh, they they make and sell meth that's known on the street as radioactive spider, okay. and it's just like All right. they're just like it's a reboot, bitch. Take it, <laughs> take it. Um, now, obviously, uh, you know we're seeing Peter with his parents, and uh, we're seeing that you know they're involved in some shit, and all of this goes to what was the I'm his try- dad did a really crappy job of erasing the. <laughs> He like he literally took like three swipes. Like all That's of the right. information was still on the, the blackboard, but whatever. So obviously, the origin story in this one is considerably different. The, yeah. the Tobey Maguire, the Sam Raimi Spider Man films that drew from the that drew from kind of the classic origin. This but is he, the even it had a, a little bit of you know, but I mean, it was this one's definitely changed more more yeah. so. This is this is uh, based predominantly on Ultimate Spider Man. Yeah. Um, and uh, and Peter's parents are mixed up in some heinous shit, which I'm trying to remember. weren't they like they were part of Shield? wasn't that wasn't that what the thing was? They were kind of you know, like 
I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like the, the more the more recent history uh, retellings, I, I I'm not as familiar with. You know, it's it, I don't I don't really remember us ever really seeing his parents m- much. No, in the original telling, that, that, that was at something all. That they got into a lot later. Yeah, um, and and kind of gave them more more emphasis as to what they were like. Like as in this telling of it, how you know his dad and. Um, I don't know, was his mom at all connected, or was it just the fact that, you know, they were together or something like that? But, I mean, like, he was the only one working for Oscorp, right, or whatever was going on. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember now, because I'd, like, I I read a little bit of that, but I didn't get into it nearly as much. Yeah. Um, I I read, like, like the J. Michael Straczynski stuff, uh, because I thought it was going to be good. Yeah. Uh, And it really wasn't. I I tell you, just, you know, right off the bat, we're we're seeing here, um, what's his name? Help me out. Andrew Garfield. Uh, Andrew Garfield, who I got to be honest, I remember when I first saw some like the first production shots, or, or at least some of the first shots of him when they announced that he was going to be in the new ones. I, I, I was, you know, I was like, okay, you know, I mean, it, it's, he kind of seems like he has a little bit of that. You know, he can in the eventuality when he becomes cooler and, and a little older, he, he's going to you know be a, a good looking guy and everything like you know you can't expect. But he also kind of has that geeky sort of um, slightly kind of nerdy kind of look to he looked like he could kind of pull both of them off right um especially having seen some of the stuff from uh Amazing Spider-Man 2 which will be coming out soon like you know it looks like he uh, he's bulked up you know and I mean like right. it, it looks like they made a pretty good uh, casting choice I think um, so I, I, I know some people kind of had an issue with him but I, I actually really liked him and I thought he did a very good job yeah I thought that if, if anything the thing that I might complain Hi, Boots. Um, if anything, <laughs> the thing I might complain about is that in some ways, like, I don't know if they made him quite nerdy enough. I, I kind of agree. I, I think they – there's – it's one of these things where every time they do a reboot, you, they sort of feel like they need to reshow you almost every step of the character creation. Yeah. And I actually almost think that's maybe one thing where they – at this point – you kind of know how Spider-Man's been created. I, I feel like even with this movie, they sort of glossed over some of the the, the details because maybe they were like, "Look, let's not spend you know the first hour having to you know recreate everything that goes on to you know to, to bring yeah. Spider-Man to where he is." Uh, people kind of get it at this point, um, and, and and I kind of like that. I kind of like that they they didn't spend quite as much time on on that, and it gave them sort of room to do more later on. Yeah. Well, and, and also, I mean, his origin in this is a bit more complicated than, yeah. as opposed to, you know, in, in Raimi's, in Raimi's film, you know, field trip, radio, or I say radioactive spider, genetically engineered spider, and then whammo, you know, in this one, there's, this one, he, there's, he, a, there's a bit of a detective story, you know, he's yeah. off looking for answers to something. He has to track it, down, like, who, who, you know, like, he has no kind of connection at first, and then, no. I can't remember, you know, at what point exactly, but he sees that photo, and his, you know, an uncle. Quick anecdote: tells I have that that strap he's using for his camera. I have that exact strap downstairs. I, <laughs> it it, uh, it came with uh, the first like electric that, guitar I ever bought. That exact strap. that exact strap. You that own he's got. The strap I own that movie. strap. Yes, I do. And uh, I've got it hooked up to a to a guitar, which is a much better thing to have it hooked up to. <laughs> yeah, they didn't really focus much on the photography in this. You know, there's that yeah. one scene where you know he he spider wraps it up in the the right. the sewer. Um, well, and we, we get, I mean, obviously he's a photographer, he's working yeah. for like the school paper, some shit yeah. like that. He's doing some sideline shit. But obviously, you know, he's that's... taking creepy pictures of girls and, you know, <laughs> using them as wallpapers on that's computer. Actually oh. one of the computer. Fu- that's actually one of the funniest moments. No, I love, yeah, it's, it's funny. But uh, anyway, yeah, so, it, you know, the. 
and again, I'm, I might be getting confused because they did the what's the name of like the like the second Spider-Man? What's his name? Like Miles, uh, oh, the Lord. one that is of black Hispanic descent. I'm trying to remember. Is I'm, I can't remember. I'm getting like the the shit confused in my head now. Like I can't remember if Miles is the one that's like a web designer uh, or. But I know that I know that, I that they tweak some of that stuff, like with yeah. him being a photographer and all that shit. But um, anyway, I mean, yeah, I'm assuming this one he's still like you know because that's I'm, I'm assuming we see more of that in the second one that that he kind of goes to work for the Daily Bugle yeah. or you know something along that line. Yeah, I gotta say some of my favorite stuff in the movie uh, is with uh, Martin Sheen and Sally Field as uh, as Uncle Ben and Aunt May. Those are good choices, and, and really I'm not necessarily the hugest fan of either one of them. Like, I mean, I, I don't know, like I. I, I it's probably not who I would have chosen, but right. then, like having seen them in the film, I thought I thought they really, really good fit. I agree. I, I thought I thought great casting choice. Yeah. Um, I also like how I don't know. I like how they kind of address the fact that you know that Peter's parents aren't there. You know. Yeah. That that was one thing that um, that was one thing that that I don't I don't ever felt like was really at the forefront like in the Raimi films. Um, you know, it's just, it's just sort of understood that you know Peter's parents are gone, and you know he's long since gotten over it, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, Whereas this, they really they they gets pretty intense. You it know, does. Like it does a, get pretty intense. But and it, you know, like his whole desire to you know to kind of understand his parents and like why they left, and obviously that's a that's a big cornerstone of the uh, of the story. Oh yeah. Uh, and he just found a, a, a big piece of it. I actually really so, love the shot where his head just kind of comes in yeah. from out of nowhere. Uh, well, I like this. I like this whole scene to a certain degree. Like that little thing where you know he and his uncle are both standing, you know, no no shoes or socks on mm-hmm. in the in the water, and there, it, it's that thing where his uncle asks him. He kind of says something like, you know, what do you think it is? And he's like, well, it's got to be the compressor or something. Whatever he says, the the thing I like about that is it kind of already shows that Peter's just a natural. Um, He's just naturally intelligent. I mean, he, he you know, yeah. it, it's something they don't always play on is just how smart. I mean, it, it's just sort of taking like he is smart and he figures out how to make web shooters. He figures out how to do this, that, and the other. But I like how they kind of show that that's, that was almost not – maybe it was enhanced by this, the spider abilities and whatnot. But really he was an intelligent, you know, kid to begin with. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know. I just thought that was a little subtle sort of nod to it. Yeah, and I think that they do a good job with it. Like he's got that he's got the like the little deadbolt lock he's fixed up on his bedroom that he's wired yeah. to like like an RC car. Yeah. Uh, control. Yeah. They, they do. They really try to establish that you know that Peter is, is an intelligent guy and mechanically inclined. Inclined. Yeah. Uh, and and that's important because you know this film's going to do one thing right that the Raimi films, in my opinion, really did wrong, and that was mechanical web shooters. Yeah. I, I think that they were just trying to save time. Or something like in the Raimi films, yeah. But like you, you see it, you see them do it in this film, and you're like, well, that took no time at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I'm glad. For Although that. you know, you, I, in a way, you could kind of argue it's it's one of those things like it's a bit of a leap of of you, they have to kind of make some sort of leaps of against stuff that you know has got to happen, and you know, you, you kind of like okay, so he just created a web shooter in five minutes time, but you know it. it those are the things not to get hung up on in a movie like this. That's kind of like secondary to the the story that's going on. Yeah, um, I think that um, I, I think that one of the biggest complaints with this movie from, from purists, and you know, I waffle on this stuff because I um, I try I try to just kind of judge the film for what it is, 
I really appreciate when there's things in there that are comic specific and, and, and are callbacks to you know to very specific things from the comics. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. But I don't necessarily have to have it in order to like the film. But one thing that uh, I've heard several people complain about is that Uncle Ben never utters the famous line, "With great power comes great responsibility." Yeah. And this 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 next scene coming up here is, is sort of like. Like, for me, I remember seeing it in the theater and expecting, like, here's, here's, you know, here's where it is. Like, yeah. here's where we're going to get it. And there's a couple of other times where you think, okay, well, you know, here's where it's going to He's listening to the message happen. on the phone. Okay, here's where, here's it's where it comes. Yeah. You know, and you get, like, like right down to the end of the movie, and he's he's playing that entire voicemail message. And you think, ah, oh, you know, here it's going to be here, and it's not. Yeah. And I, I, can't, I can't decide if – I can't decide if I like the fact that, you know, they're kind of going their own way and saying, yeah, you know, we're going to – we're going to, we're going to do, do a little bit of a different thing. We don't necessarily have to have that. Everybody knows it. Everybody's expecting it. We're going to we're going to do something different. Yeah. Or if it was like they were try like they were just trying to be different for the sake of being different and that, ended up skipping over something that really is kind of a cornerstone. That is I can't decide how I feel about I, it. I'm sort of on the I think slightly on the other side of that. I I do tend to think there are cornerstones that you need to hit in in certain stories to to really make them what they are. I mean, you know, it's it's like, you know, it, it, to me in some cases it's like, you know, well, why why are you wanting to do a Spider-Man movie or why are you wanting to do a Transformers movie or an Iron Man movie? Why do you want to do these different properties if you're wanting to just change them? Yeah. You know, there's certain kind of key things you hit on. And that is one of those lines of dialogue that is so much a part of the character. I mean, it, yeah. it, it literally is like... If you had one line of dialogue to sort of explain and sort of show where this character comes from, and it's it's that is the line that it's everybody that you know goes to. So to me, it does kind of feel like a thing where, you know, maybe there would be different ways of putting it in. Like let's be honest, if they had waited till the very end of the film where he is listed, because you know you kind of do, he never has that sort of closure, you know, with with. You know, with Uncle Ben in, in this this film, it, yeah. until really that moment, the very end of the film, where he listens to the whole voicemail on his phone. I love that moment right there, where he tells him you're a pretty great dad, and, and like Martin yeah. Sheen's reaction to that. Yeah, like that's one thing. Like, like as a parent now, like that's one of those things that like I saw in the theater, and I thought like, oh, you know, it's really good drama, like really good drama. Like, you know, he that really meant something that Peter said that to him. But, like, yeah. it's one of those things that really hits me hard now. No, definitely. Like, really kind of fully understanding what it's like to be a parent that wants to be thought of as a good parent. Oh, sure, sure. By their child. Um, even though she and I are decades away from having that conversation. <laughs> um, so, I like the transition here. Uh I actually thought Magnifying that was terrible. Photo. You really? I thought like that, that was terrible. No, yeah, I, I, just, I did. I thought it was. I thought it was a clever idea. Like, like to me, it was like it was sort of like the 21st century equivalent of like somebody like putting down like a newspaper that's got a like a black and white thing and like you know slowly push in on it. I it's saw, a black and white I photo of somebody's bad. face. I don't know what. Yeah. I remember watching it and just thinking like that just did not look like a good transition to me. I but I, but I, I the creativity in it, I get. And I'll give you that. I think it was kind of neat. But I like that. I thought that this uh, this is one of those moments that. In the theater, I, I kind of dug because I really just like how I like how awkward Andrew Garfield plays Peter Parker. I, mm-hmm. I like how awkward he seems, but at the same time, in watching this the second time, I thought this line of dialogue about having trouble finding yourself was just like so over the top. Uh, <laughs> it's just like hitting you over the head with like he's searching for himself. Yeah, you know, like that. I was like, all right, we get it. He's searching for himself. I didn't, I didn't mind it too much. I thought, it, I thought it was kind of cute, and I, I love how there's like Mr. Guevara, Mr. you know, Guevara. like Rodrigo he's like, uh, Guevara. Yeah, yeah. 
And uh, and I love I love the follow up scene though later where you hear yeah, them shouting you, and screaming you and you cut I'm Rodrigo like, Guevara this long shot of them like you know like literally this guy's pulling him out by his ankles. I like the fact that they introduced the idea of Norman Osborn in this film. We see this we, you know we see this sort of shadowy 3D uh, sculpture of him. It, you know, in the lobby, this hologram that we can't make out his face. We can't, you know, we don't get any sense at all for who he is. Yeah. But he's a constant presence in the film. Uh, he's mentioned several times by uh, Connors and by uh, Connors' boss. And um, I, I like the idea that they introduced the, the idea of Norman Osborn, but not the actual guy, and, and save that for the next movie. And I guess he's being played by Chris Cooper, I think. I believe which so, is, yeah. It's like, I'm a huge fan of Chris Cooper. I, I, I think he's a great I think actor. It's a good, I think it's a good casting. I, uh, it, it's every bit as much of a coup in my mind as getting Willem Dafoe. There's, there's one thing, like, you know, talking about just casting for a moment, you know, we talk about uh, Garfield. We haven't really talked about... Um, I'm just I'm so terrible. Name. Yeah, Emma Stone plays Gwen Stacy. Um, I thought she did a, a, a pretty good job. I agree. Of that. I, I actually, she's I really a, like her in this. She's pretty strong, you know, character. She doesn't. Um, I, I didn't know the whole thing. Like, was she where she was like working as an intern at Oscorp? Is that something new? That that was kind of a new thing for me. Is that? Uh, yeah, I can't. Uh, I mean, I I'm trying to remember. I can't remember if she was working at Oscorp in like in like in Ultimate Spider Man. I can't remember. Like I, I, I didn't. I did not follow that as as much as I followed the Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, this from like the McFarlane era. Like yeah. that, that was that was when I was like heaviest into Spider-Man. But yeah. But like, By the time Ultimate Spider-Man came out, I, I I moved over and I was like starting to read DC more at that point. The the reason there's something about this scene I didn't quite love. Like right. It's like the scene is supposed to be this. Like you know, he says one thing and it just. It, it makes it so clear to Dr. Connors that, like, this kid, oh, he's, he are, he's, he just wor- went through 20 years of, of, of our <laughs> company's development in two seconds, you know? Right. But, like, all he says is, like, uh, splicing animal genes. And he's like, oh, my, oh my God. God. It took us since, since 1973 to discover that. And we just <laughs> figured it out. And you figured it out in two seconds. You're a genius. Like, well, I don't know. He just has this, it's, it's slight, like, I wish they had just gone a little bit more. Like, when he, he kind of says, like, he kind of says something like, you know, go go on or whatever. I can't remember exactly, even though we're watching it without sound on, so I'm having a hard time remembering some of the lines. But they had... That's uh, what subtitles are for. Well, but did I catch that either? Anyway. The, uh, the whole point was that he, he says something, and, and, you know, he kind of says, like, well, I mean, you just splice animals. It, like, I wish he'd kind of gone into a little more geek speak. I think it would have made it sort of more believable, like, you know, ah, he really did. But it's it's just sort of... A little too simplistic for him to have the reaction that that, that Doctor Connors has. I think, like, yeah. he just he's kind of like, oh, dear God, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, it's tech tech science stuff is always rough in movies because you have to present it in a way that the audience understands it, but also in a way that it seems like the people involved are really smart. You, you know, and like yeah. you can do it the Star Trek way, which is basically invent a bunch of words and then say something about reversing the polarity. Yeah. Or jamming the frequency, yeah. you know, and, and like people understand reverse the polarity. Actually, they have no idea what reverse reverse the polarity but means. It they just good. they just know that you need to do it, yeah. in order to accomplish the thing. Or we need to jam their frequencies in order to stop the bad guys from accomplishing their thing. Yeah, but I mean, invariably, like if, if in that scene, if Peter just said you need to reverse the polarity on her brain cells. Yeah, and Connors would have had that reaction. It would have been every bit as nonsensical as it was. Uh, yeah, there. I agree. I do agree. Um, this is this is the other thing that I, I don't 
care for in this particular movie is the fact that like look at they go through all of these steps to show you the the highly developed security system they have and he just wanders around the whole you, you know That's place right. like through the whole movie there's well, he's got a times card he's Rodrigo Guevara well, exactly some intern where Rodrigo has... Guevara wants to go Rodrigo <laughs> Guevara goes I just Tony uh, that that just bothered me I don't know just to get it sort of seemed like uh, like ah it's just that simple there you go I also remember Access thinking granted. that like if I ever had to get into a secure door like for my job on a daily basis that involved that Bizarro keypad thing yeah. that you just went through. I'd never, I'd never. You'd never get it. to work. I barely remember the numbers, and like I don't even remember the numbers. I just do the shape. Yeah, like yeah. on the keypad. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, I would never. Which actually, you know, now that I say that, maybe that would work better because it's some you know, point of reference. Yeah, but it's always it's like a moving target. Literally, it's like trying to hit a moving target. Yeah. No. Uh, of course, uh, Oscorp, as we uh, as we say, and I'm 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 almost positive this is a carryover from Ultimate. Uh, based on my shaky memory of the uh, the, the, the continuity, is that uh, Oscorp had developed the uh, the webbing that uh, that he ended the, up the using. poor security that he just again walks <laughs> into that he some just ig- that he just defeats that he. Ig- uh, it's easy to defeat. It's easy to defeat their advanced security when their advanced security is the equivalent of a door. That's a not door locked. handle. Yes, that's uh, uh, that's easy to get through. I love he gets you know he gets in here he strums the little thing and then the whole yeah. the whole thing shuts down and. And it just goes wrong on him. Yeah. I have to imagine that for arachnophobiacs, this scene is difficult. Yeah. Like Ace, uh, our friend Ace, mm-hmm. loves Spider-Man. Got a great classic Spider-Man tat on his arm. Uh, really dig Spider-Man. Really arachnophobic Ace. Wow. Really doesn't like spiders. That's a surprise to me, Louis. I mean, just that, you know, that you'd be that big a fan and be kind of, you know... Yeah, uh, it's just one of those ironies of human nature. Yeah. Um... But uh, I, I always, uh, I always wondered how he reacted to that scene. I, I need to ask him. Yeah. But yeah, he, he really, he does not, he does not like spiders. You know, uh, this is going to be the weirdest thing to mention, but I absolutely love that uh, that f- photograph in the in the distant background the of what looks like a lightning strike, like yeah. hitting a small house. I desperately want to have a copy of that in my house. I love this guy here. This is uh, this is uh, Ifran Khan. I might be pronouncing his name wrong, or Irfan Khan, um, playing Connor's boss. I really love him in this movie. I think he does a good he, job. He yeah. manages to do a lot with a very little. Well, yeah, I mean, he's only in just a handful of scenes, and it doesn't have much dialogue. But he does. He has a kind of imposing, like you know, he he knows what's going on at the higher levels, kind of kind of thing. And, and he also manages. To, he also manages to, to be. Uh, he, he gets in some, some some neat moments of humor later on. Um, but uh, I, I think I remember reading that he didn't want to do the film. It was something like his kids kind of pressured him into doing. But he wasn't like they offered him the part. I think Mark Webb, the director, was interested in him, and yeah. he wasn't really interested in, in doing it. But his kids were like, "Oh, you got to get, you got to do it, you got to do it." I'm glad he did it. I just, yeah, I am too. But it, it's kind of like, how do you get offered Spider Man and not? I mean, like, I, I don't know. I guess, I guess, depending on your your career well, where you're at, there's, there's a lot so of people that really look down their nose at comic book stuff. Yeah, know? I guess that's true. You, you know, even now, you know, now, it's, and that's the thing. A lot of people look down their nose at it because it's successful now. Yeah, that's true. Um. I, one of my friends, uh, Victoria, she uh, she sent me this article uh, about this this guy like wrote this blog post complaining about um, uh, how uh, maturity is dead in the modern world and that you know like everybody's like you know they just want to stay kids their whole lives and he was talking about comic book like he was using comic book movies as a uh, as proof of this uh, of this theory of his yeah and uh, he was talking about like the Dark Knight movies and. <laughs> I was like about like lost my mind. I'm like, you know the, you know the Dark Knight movies are, 
uh, a metaphor for uh, U.S. and NATO power uh, in, in the world. And like, I mean, that's like that's what those movies are about. It's it's about whether or not uh, you know having military and economic power and, and using that to quote unquote defeat evil is a good long term strategy uh, in, in light of you know things like escalation and all that kind of thing. I was like, you know, that's what those movies are about, right? Um, because if you knew what the, if you knew that that's what those movies were about, then uh, yeah, it'd be silly for you to call them immature. <laughs> they, uh, you know, people still, it, it's just, it, it's a comic book movie. I mean, yeah, it's, it's just, just it's bad. I mean, that's just a comic book. Movie. Uh, I do think that that is changing drastically as time goes forward. I mean, mainly just because like our people from our age range and uh, and, and a little bit older and younger just are so used to comic book superheroes being such a trope, you know, that we're, that we're used to, yep. it becomes more and more normal, like, to us. Like, it doesn't yeah. seem silly. It doesn't seem, you know, comical. It, it kind of... It, I agree. It's stuff that we just makes makes sense to us, you know. I really like this scene that we just saw, this this bizarro kind of fight on the subway. Um it's it's played for it's played for comedy and, and it definitely works as, as a as a comedic beat, but I also kind of like the I, I like the aspect of it that um, that that Peter is just you know he's just reacting he you know he, he's he's in a defensive he's in a defensive mode and he's just kind of reacting to the situation and he is he is as utterly confused by what's happening as everybody else is. I, um, I, I do. I, I do agree. I thought they they handled it pretty well. It's pretty funny. The scene we just saw, though, with the fly, to me, seemed weird. Was was Peter ever like? Did they ever go the step of like he he was like a spider and that no, he wanted no. to eat? But but like, that, that's the scene they're playing it for. Like he's looking at that fly, like, and he kind of licks his lips almost, and is like, yeah, I mean, like to me, that, that's more of like a junky thing. I, I mean, like really, like he's playing this scene. Like he's just like he's tripping balls, and he's coming down from it. You know, I mean they're looking at each other and they're just like. To me, he plays it like he's hungry and he was about to eat the fly, and then he like, literally goes to the he goes to the to the fridge to get food because he, he's about like to. right there. Like Martin Sheen's like, do you think he's on radioactive spider? <laughs> and she's like, that's that street meth that I've heard about, isn't it? Um, I do I do love the. Did he take the frozen macaroni, like you know, yeah. or whatever it was? You know, because yes. he's, he's, he's he so took the hungry. frozen macaroni and cheese. Yeah, I love I love the bit about him. It's like he's eating the meatloaf, and nobody likes your meatloaf. Yeah, <laughs> he just turns and looks at him. Some of the best some of the best laughs are, are, are courtesy of Martin Sheen. But um, this uh, this scene of him like like looking in the mirror for some reason this always reminds me of. Uh, of uh, the fly of Jeff Goldblum and the yeah, fly, I could see that. And there's something about there's something I actually find like really kind of terrifying uh, uh, about uh, not necessarily this scene. Uh, it just just maybe because it calls to mind that. But that, I mean, the that fly whole thing about is like pretty terrifying, you know. And, and maybe that's it. it. Is, but that's but that whole thing about like just like looking in the mirror and your body kind of doing things that are wrong. Yeah, like it just like kind of going wrong on you. And I, I suppose that's you know kind of a metaphor for aging and. You know the fears that we all have about, or or about even that. just coming out of adolescence, your body's changing. You know? Sure, but there, there's something there's something about that scene, like where him looking in the mirror, like it, it reminds me of Goldblum and the Fly, and, and for some reason I, I find it actually kind of creepy. I mean, like the idea that you know you 
uh, you know, the fear that we naturally kind of have of insects and a rat. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Smashes the clock. The whole, I've wanted to the do whole that not knowing time. his strength and not knowing his abilities and stuff. Yeah. I, 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 I thought they did pretty good with it. I, I felt like it went a little too long. The I, thing that I like about it is like I dig the fact that like because you're like why isn't he putting this together? It's the same thing that happened on the subway. Why isn't he figuring it out? Yeah. But I like the fact that they're playing it like he's just waking up. He's groggy. He's not you know. He's not quite there yet. He's yeah. not thinking uh, thinking all this through. Now he's kind of got it. You know, like it takes yeah. a second. Now he's got it. Um. But I, I suppose in a way that you're right. I, I suppose that the, the the scene on the subway was more sort of about spider sense. Yeah, that scene is more sort of about strength and like you know his exactly his wall crawling ability. I, I didn't have a problem with the way they did it. I just I think in like this scene here where he's kind of his his senses. I think or you know because he hears the rattling of the yeah the the, the the tiny bit of wind coming through the window. But yet it, to he him it's a roar. You know he, exactly. Like I think this is their way of just like look, <laughs> let's get it through. Holding the tooth as if as if it's the you know holding up a cross to Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> this is one thing you should never ever do in your life. Never Google image search spider bites. Yeah. Don't ever do it. You you know you've done this. I, yeah, I had you, what you, I think. I mean, I don't know. Like I was told later that it could have it could have been something else, but I had uh, what looked very similar to that pit that that person had in their leg a second ago. You uh, thought you might have had ago. a brown recluse bite you at yeah. one point. Yeah, it was it was rough. I mean, I, I it like there was a hole in my knee for for like a month or so. Yeah, I, I did I, actually kind of like this again, though. I thought it was played a little bit like him holding the keys of the, the keyboard keys up. attached to his fingers. Yeah, but I, I thought that was kind of funny. The, 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 there's some good beats there, but uh, yeah, that that's that's one thing you should never ever do. Don't ever Google spider bites. There's no yeah. there's no good that can come of it. Because I remember shouldn't we, Google we were, anything. We were talking no on the phone. And you were telling me, like, I think I got bit by a brown recluse. And I, like, Google image search brown recluse spider bite. And <laughs> yeah. I have regretted it every day of my life since. It's, yeah, it's pretty ho- horrendous. Um, I like these. I do, like, little things like, why are you up on the roof now? But, I mean, that to me does kind of make sense. That's his, his, like, starting to get a little used to his powers. And it's just a real subtle way of, like, getting what a little uh, Kind of comfortable with, with the idea of, you know, hanging out on a ledge yeah. outside. He's not afraid of heights, which is going to come in handy later on. Yes. Also, I would, I mean, like, like as a teenager, I would have done that. Like, I, yeah. I, I would have loved to have just, you know, been able to, like, hang it up there. Yeah, as yeah. a matter of fact, I remember uh, that, there's, you read that, there's that really nice old house uh, down on South Run Street that's, uh, it's not directly across the street from Mountain Empire Comics, but it's just a, like, you just go down a little bit farther and it's on the, it's on the, the opposite side of the street from Mountain Empire. Okay. And uh, there's a, uh, there's a small, there's a small uh, little, uh, I don't know, you know, like a little outcropping of the roof over the front door that's got a window over it. And I remember driving by there, and there were like three girls. I guess like they'd like moved into the house. They were sharing it, and they had like climbed out on there, and they were like hanging yeah. on top of that. I was like, oh, that's oh, the yeah. coolest thing ever. I, I want one cool. of those. <laughs> I uh, so I went up there and I slapped them off of it and took their roof. And took their roof. That's okay. what I did. No, I didn't. It's one way of doing it. I uh, going back to the casting a little bit. How how'd you feel about the the gentleman that played uh, Doctor Connors? Here? You know, I, I think that he does a competent job, but I, I can't say that I feel like any kind of like, oh my god, he's amazing. I, I uh, sort this of is, felt uh, that same I don't know way. how he pronounces it, but this is like Reese Efons. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Um, I, I I didn't I didn't feel. I didn't feel any kind of, like, affinity for him. Like, he I, was just the only guy that could have done I this. sort of felt a little let down by him. Like, it, these right. early scenes is him as the as Dr. Co- you know, just as kind of the normal doctor sort of feel. Yeah. They were fine. And I actually kind of thought, okay, well, this is kind of interesting. Later on, when he starts to become, and, and, and the, for, for two reasons. One, I just wasn't, 
sold on him when it's you know especially when he's kind of going mad you know and he's going crazy I, it just didn't quite... I agree that's that's one of the things I got on my list to talk about but the other thing but I that's wonder... not all him some of that's just writing too. Uh, that exactly and, and I'm not putting it all off on him but another thing that I think really if I could say one thing that I do think kind of hurt this movie it, it, that I thought could have been better mm. was the CG. There's some scenes, especially okay. in the fights between Lizard and Spider-Man, where, in my opinion, the CG does not come off really good, especially with the Lizard. Like, I don't know what it is. They've always got to make, like these days, and, and you know, they're doing the same thing with fucking Turtles. They're doing with, with all these things where they've got to have, like, human mouths. You know, they've got to have sort of, like, normal mouths. They couldn't have, like, the snout that right. every version of the Lizard ever has just about had. Right. They've got to have the like kind More of, of a so, somewhat face. normal human face. I mean, he does have a bigger mouth, and it has the sort of like you know gape on the side with the you know attached tendons or whatever. Like I, I get they were kind of trying to change it a little, but I, st- I feel like that's a thing where they're like, well, we just won't. We don't know if people will understand that that is the character that it came from. And I'm like, no offense, if they don't get that, then that's <laughs> you got a whole fucking problem. You got a whole different problem. And man. and to me, <laughs> to me, it would have come off a lot better. Like uh, the quality of the CG, I don't think was just fantastic. It wasn't horrible. But I also just think like little choices like that. Like I think you, I think if had they made the lizard have a little bit more of the snout like it normally has, it would have I think looked much better. And he had absolutely no hops there when he just you know supposedly. Slammed home that uh, that block there. It was pretty pathetic. Yeah, I, I do. I, I do I, like this scene though. This is very Teen Wolf though. I, I agree. This is a hundred percent Teen Wolf. But also, I hate that line of flashes. Like, you know, like where he knocks that uh, that bucket of paint over, yeah. and she says, "You did it on purpose." And he goes, uh, he, "He says, I wish I had of. You better watch your back." It's like what? <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you like, talking about? Like you knocked That's over not her, how you talk? Now, now you, you knocked over her paint. Now you're swearing revenge on her. Like what? What the <laughs> fuck are we dealing with? I, I like the character of Flash Thompson. I actually uh, thought the guy that played it in this. W- no, I, I do. I really like him. Yeah, I, I think he's really good. I think that he might have auditioned. I'm trying to remember. I seem to remember hearing. Maybe it was like on the commentary or something that yeah. he auditioned for Spider Man. They really liked him, but they just you know. They thought he was just maybe a little too handsome, a little too kind of all-American looking, not nerdy yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, but uh, I do. I really like him. And I like what I like where they get him by the end of the film. You know, one I thing agree. they never did in the Raimi films is they never kind of showed how uh, Peter and Flash's relationship changed. And, uh, I, I mean, you know, they, they, they've, they've altered that over the years. They, they've sure, retconned sure. it and it's gone different places. But, like, I can distinctly remember, I, I guess it was in the McFarlane era. It's probably actually – it's probably one of the Venom storylines where – Peter's really kind of shaken. Um, he's shaken up by something, and he goes and he sees uh, he sees Flash, and Flash is like his oldest friend, you know, and like they're really good buddies. And you know, Flash is like a, a big admirer of Spider Man, uh, which I think that's always kind of been the case. Like, it's, there's I've always been the thing. Like, even when there was animosity between Peter and Flash, Flash was a big Spider Man fan. Yeah, which is always an interesting irony. But I like the fact that that their relationship kind of progresses and. Uh, there, there's a really good scene coming up that yeah. that uh, is kind of the, the beginning of that turning point. But I, I, I'm assuming he's back in two, and I'd like to see more. Of, I'd like to see that relationship continue. I'd like to see them show Peter and Flash, uh, you know, continue being friends uh, as the series goes on. I think that'd be really good. I agree. Yeah, I well, think and, you know, pretty and well too. Flash got. Uh, I mean, there, you know, depending on where they take some of this stuff. I mean, you know, that, that could. Flesh that could go some other places. Yeah. Uh, don't want to spoil too much, but yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, this scene, I was, I don't know why, I was, I was expecting something slightly different. Like as as they start start talking here, yeah, and he starts kind of, you know, are you 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 know, you proud of yourself? Are you happy? Is that does it make you feel better? You know that, and he's kind of giving him, you know, crap. I really sort of saw the scene going slightly differently. Like, I was kind of hoping... Wait, I mean, I'm sorry. Hold on a second. Yeah. He's got you on his computer. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking great. <laughs> oh, my God. That's... Uh, <laughs> I really... He, yeah. That really I, he did a good job. <laughs> I, actually, I, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of Martin Sheen, but I thought he did a pretty good job. Either. So, anyway, you thought that the scene was going to be going a different place. I just... I thought... Like, well, this gonna, was going to be the power responsibility speech. Well, no, I actually you thought... I, I thought because he's like, you know... Oh, did it, did it make you feel better? Did you get him? Da, 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 da. And then, you know, like, um, and then when he's, he, I, I really thought Peter was going to kind of go down the road of like, yeah, I, I know, I'm sorry. And he's like, was that the kid that beat you up? He's like, yeah. He's like, good. You know, like, I almost yeah. thought he'd give him a little bit of like, you know, a, a little bit of a nod or like, don't, don't, you know, yeah, don't take up, crap from bullies in school. Not, you know, not the same thing as, you know showing responsibility later because I kind of kept expecting that conversation to happen and I agree. it never I, quite happened. I guess I, it, I, this is actually arguably until you listen to the very last moment that's the closest that scene gets to it really it where really he's kind of yeah. talking about the responsibility of, of you know just being a responsible adult I guess. Yeah I, I agree although I, I, in a way like I kind of feel like it's a bad example um um it's never had the weight. Like it's never it did. really did a good job of, of getting the weight across, in my opinion. I, no, I agree. I mean, I, I think I think like that that scene that scene where Cliff Robertson uh, busted busted out in the first Raimi film, where they're talking in the car, and, and it's like it's like the the one kind of moment that they that they invoke the "You're not my father" yeah. uh, thing. Yeah, the the drama of that is so perfect. Oh yeah, and, and I mean it, it's it's the exact right note that you know the, the last conversation they have is in anger. And well, then the next know, time Peter sees him, he's dying. And the way they do it here, again, is is yeah, kind of there. They, I mean, they, do, they, they do basically the same thing, and they yeah. actually kind of ring that same bell about yeah. "You're not my father." Uh, he walks out, slams the door, yeah, shatters. They, they and do it's very, they do a lot of the same things. Yeah, but I don't like some of the things that they do in this one. I really like, and then some of them do just kind of fall flat. And and that that's one thing that that does kind of fall flat is that, that was the thing with this particular take on it. I just I felt like a couple of the emotional moments. Either never happened or the way they did them didn't quite. They didn't quite get there. I, I felt a little more like this was, again, this is kind of like, look, everyone's already seen Spider-Man. And they. I, I sort of feel like the director is like, look, let's let's focus a little more on when he becomes Spider-Man. and kind of wanted to get there. And so you sort of, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't feel like they did quite a, as much uh, to the emotional piece uh to him. But, you know. I really like this scene, actually. Yeah. I, I really love the idea that... It, you know, if you suddenly found yourself possessed of you know of these amazing powers, agility and strength and so forth, uh, the ability to cling to walls, what would you do with it? It's like you know, like, like just have fun with it. You know, yeah. you'd find some way to uh, you know to make a game out of it to, to really have fun. And I, like to me, like I I, I really really love this scene. I, I thought that this was you know in that kind of like fantasy, like what would I do if I had Spider-Man's powers, like, I would do that. Yeah, no, or, I, or I agree. something like that. I, I would really, really find a way to, to enjoy it. And and I also think that it's kind of... It also serves, I guess, maybe sort of a practical uh, purpose in a sense that... Getting used to his abilities. Exactly. Or you know, he, he's, he's, not, he's not necessarily a trained fighter, but he's certainly getting used to what he can do. And, you know, that will... 
that will give him a, that'll give you a little bit of suspension and disbelief later on when he starts uh, doing more heroic things as yeah. uh, as Spider Man. Um, I like how I like how Connors, you know, sort of wistfully complains about like, oh, you know, fucking people worry about you know using this as a biological weapon, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> like I like his I like his attitude about that. It's right. like, oh, if only these people could see. How useful this could be. I, I suppose they're trying to attempt to set up what, let's just go oh, ahead and say it, the terrible motivation yeah. his character comes to have as the lizard. Uh, like, basically what he wants out of his situation in the last half of the film is completely nonsensical. Well, I, and, you I, know, I don't it, understand at all what his character is doing. In the I don't think they, they don't do it well. Like they, Again, this is one of those things where I had less of a problem with it the first time I watched it. And when we watched it again here more recently, kind of getting ready for this, yeah. uh, there's a lot of like little things like that. Like you know, I, I guess you know, the whole idea is that by that point he's he's insane. I mean he's just he's gone. Yeah, he, he's kind of gone completely the other way. So it, you know, it, it, it's not going to make sense essentially uh, his his sort of uh, thought process. But I, I kind of think again that sort of plays slightly against the character. I do. Love these scenes here where they're really quickly trying to get you get a theory across of like you know something they've been developing and working on for you know years and Decades. years and years. Like Peter but just kind of sits Peter's at home equation, and, and knocks man. out you know. I, I just he's got the equation. Yeah, yeah, it, it really. And he plugs some numbers into a computer and like there we go. See tomorrow he's he's got a leg. You know, it, I don't I don't know. This is that sort of science. I think sometimes they they force feed you a little bit and frankly i think this is sometimes where non-comic book fans like i can watch this and be like okay they got to kind of do it how else it. you got to kind of push the story but i think some people would watch this and sort of be like you know you know what, what, what the fuck what the hell and i, I don't here's, necessarily blame them yeah no, i agree here's here's probably the most here's where it goes wrong and i love that the, the thing he's getting is the message he just left him yeah I also love this where he goes in and she's like, "Look, it's not, it's not me, you know. Yeah. Or, you know, she's not the one as upset about it as he is." Yeah, he's pissed. Well, and, and I think that, uh, like, th- this scene is so well written in in the sense that, like, what what Uncle Ben is pissed about is twofold. Number one, he's pissed that Peter is not being responsible. But he's pissed about. I'm pissed that my wife yeah. had to walk twelve bo- blocks in the dark alone. Yeah, the, you know that's not safe. Like I don't think that's safe for her to do. He is afraid for her safety. Well, and and why? Because you know for the very reason that he ends up getting killed later. That's I mean, exactly like, right, because like it's he, not safe. He is. He, he. They don't. They don't play up. Like this is one thing I think that is a little bit maybe harder to read in more current times. But like you know, this is based in New York. You know. New York, back when the original comics were being written, was a much, at least in some areas, could be a much you know darker and and, and much more place. dangerous place on on certain roads. Yeah. You know they, they've done a, this a is, huge this is a pre-Giuliani New York exactly. You know where, where you kind of cleaned up the area and it's much. But I think that's the thing. Back in the day, that was much more of a concern than maybe some people kind of understand today, like walking home by yourself yeah. in a big city. Like, you know, we kind of think of it now as like it's a big deal and it really isn't as much as it was back then when the character's originally done. Yeah. I really like the drama of that moment. I, I really yeah. like that moment that, you know, he says, that sounds great. Where is he? You know, where's my dad? Yeah. I, I really feel the weight of, yeah. uh, of, of that absence, that, that, uh, that hole that's in his life. And it, uh, the, the, the thing in a way it, 
it really speaks to why he might need to kind of be Spider-Man, why he might need, in that more sort of like Alan Moore analysis of, you know, why superheroes are superheroes, you know, from a very, from a very realistic psychological standpoint, uh, the, 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 the lack of a father figure is often a, a cornerstone of, you know, any like actor's life. I mean, it's, you know, like you watch inside the actor studio time and time and time again, you know, people whose, whose father wasn't there, people whose father uh, died when they were young, something about that, you know, fills them, you know, w- with a need to, um, to, uh, I don't know, to, to, to have the love of strangers or to, to do something that other people can look at and, and, and to feel like, you know, they've got the approval of, of their peers and so forth. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's one of those things that, like, in that moment, I, I, I understand it's built into the character, it's built into the mythos. Yeah. But in that moment, like, like it really kind of sells that, that you know, th- this guy walks around in his everyday life and feels, you know, the absence of his parents. I always, this scene right here, you know, because they, this scene's been done so many times. The yeah. reason I, I, I think it is that great, it's that, like, he's already pissed about something that's frankly way more weight to it than what's going on. Yeah. He has an event where somebody is essentially being an asshole, being a jerk. Yeah. But... Rather than be the bigger person, which is what you're, you know, kind of taught your whole life to do. Yep. Uh, he's like, "Fuck you!" You go, you know, hey, you didn't, you want to give me two cents before? Why would That's I right. even bother helping you here? Whereas Uncle Ben, you know, sees this moment and like, you know, he's like, "Look, what what could? How much worse could this get? This guy could shoot, you know, kids, children, whatever, yeah. you know." And he he steps up. He he is that be the bigger person, you know. And and unfortunately, it doesn't. It doesn't go so well for him. Yeah, but I I do I love that little scene. You know, they they almost always do it where Peter gets something out of this action. Right. I know it's just a milk. It's I know it milk. seems silly, but it's that whole thing where he like grabs the money, turns to him, throws in the milk, and it's almost Peter's kind of like, yeah, fuck you, fuck you know, you. stick it to the guy. Yeah, you know, in a moment that now is just the worst thing ever, and and he is sort of kind of an accomplice too. I mean, you know, yeah, it, absolutely, it's, it's, he is. All they had to do was make a different choice. Yeah. And Uncle Ben would be alive. And yeah. I, I mean, but that's the thing. And, you know, that that is that's the heart of the character. That's the pinnacle of the character. I mean, you know, whether it's Uncle Ben or, or Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Uh, you know that that feeling of you know if only I had done something different. Yeah. Um, you know, I wouldn't have this loss in my life. And they they also you know he, he they just they do. I kind of like how they do where they go straight to this scene where you know it's not. You know, it's it's already over at this point, you know, and she's she's being informed. It's kind of I don't know. There's it's sometimes they sort of show like the the time they announce it to her, and it's at this point it's already like you know is this the this have you seen this man? This is you know like they've already kind of gotten past the telling her part, and I, don't I know, agree. It I, I think they're weight. I think they're pretty economic with the storytelling, but still don't, but still but still manage to you know to to make you feel the impact of it. Yeah. Um, I think that the um the, this whole sort of section we're coming up on where essentially you know this is the the sort of beginnings of Spider-Man the whole you know where he's running around town it sort of starts off where he's not even like capturing these guys he, he's just going after no, them just, and then when he revenge. can't find them he just wants revenge um but out of that, something you know, something more kind of has to has to grow. I, I sort of didn't know if I felt like they did well enough with that, like the transition from just 
pure kind of out of anger and just revenge to being the hero. Well, it, it really it really happens on the bridge. I mean, it really really comes down to what happens on the bridge. Well, yeah, but see again, uh, and, that has and, and, nothing. And to do. Well, he's kind of, but you know, the way that works, we'll get there. Let, let's just talk about this scene real fast first. I really like this scene. Yeah, I really like, I really like the fact that you know that Flash is the one that comes to him, and and tries to and tries to say I'm sorry. Tries to say I understand. And, and like you know, of course, you know, like in the comics, you know that you know Flash Flash has got an alcoholic father, and you know he's he's got problems at home. Yeah, and the idea that you know that Flash would you know see Peter's anguish and you know in some way feel some some connection with him, some need to reach out to him, is a really cool moment. And yeah. like I said, you know it's kind of the beginning of, of a pretty big turning point. But um, you know that scene, we'll get to that scene and talk about it. But you know that scene on the bridge, he's really spurred on by uh, by Captain Stacy, uh, you know, who's saying you know this guy isn't helping people. He's not. He's not out there to to make anybody's lives better. He's out there for revenge. And then, you know, in the following scene when Peter hears the sirens, he's kind of like answering that challenge, saying, "No, you know, like I I I'm, I want to help people. I want to do something." Yeah, I guess so. Uh, so I, I think I think that it does track. Um, this uh, this sequence right here is really kind of interesting in that you just sort of see like how the sensibilities about Spider-Man's abilities and what he can do. Uh, have evolved in the short time since the Raimi films came out, and and you know parkour has become a term that a lot more people are familiar with, and and a lot more people have seen uh, examples of parkour, and and you know what a huge influence that that's going to be on this uh, this scene coming up here. I know that uh, I remember they talked about the Avengers. Uh, there was some of the stuff they had Captain America doing in the Avengers. Yeah. They brought in a parkour guy to uh, to do. You know, they, they just wanted to. You know, have the, this sense of just constant momentum, and that you know nothing could slow Cap down. Yeah, and, and there's a, there's a lot of that kind of going on here. I mean, that's sort of a, a believable thing in the world of superheroes. Is that is sort of how that's that's part of the way they're able to get where they can. You know, some of these guys can't fly, but yeah. they can uh, grip onto you know ledges that, that nobody else would be able to. They can use their momentum to bounce off the walls to get to places nobody else could get to. You know, they they yeah. they're still superhuman in that sense. But um, the one thing that you know, the one thing that they really don't they don't hit on at all that they just they just uh, I say they don't hit on it at all. This is the only this is the only time they ever kind of hit on it here is where he. Uh, <laughs> now that's why I'll, I'll stop for one second. Like that whole thing, like where they flash back, like he had a star in his left hand. It's like I know you told you us told that us like forty five seconds, seconds ago. ago. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> like we really didn't need to have we didn't need to be reminded. Like that was one of those. Treat the audience like a moron. Things. Yeah. Anyway, this right here. This is the only reference whatsoever that we get to you know the the, the wrestling thing, which was a yeah. part of the original mythos as well as the ultimate. Uh, that uh, that you know, the whole kind of Spider-Man costume and persona was originally you know born out of a, a, a wrestling character, um, which we have Bruce Campbell to thank for in the original. Yeah. Raimi Spider-Man, which was awesome. But this is the only kind of hint. That we get of it, I don't miss it. Uh, I don't either, and, and I think the way they do it here is is okay. I, I, I do sort of, I don't know. Some, sometimes, like things like you know, you fall through a roof right into the center of the wrestling rink, looking right. on the one with the spotlight right on the one play. Like it, it sort of feels a little <laughs> you, contrived, you, but you like, can pick it apart. Yes. You could, you know. But at the same time, it, it gets across the point, um, you know, of what they're doing. I do kind of like the evolution of the costume. You know, the fact that they do the whole thing where he wears the mask first and. 
you know, and yeah, and eventually it's just about him hiding his identity. It, exactly. Yeah. And then you know later on there's uh, there's things that uh, that come out of it later on, and then okay, the web shooters. Yeah. Here we go with the web shooters. This is uh, this is a big deal. I remember you know. I remember a lot of people that we talked to really divided about the organic web shooters in the Raimi Spider-Man films. Yeah. You know, as many things as they did right, that was one of those things that a lot of comic book people did just you, could not forget. Did you have as big a problem with that? I didn't at the time, although I will say that I like this better. I mean, I do like this better, but I never felt like it was as atrocious as some as I felt like some other people did. Like, you know, just No, it, uh, it did not ruin those films for me by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. I but do think this is more I like in the keeping with the character. Better. Yeah, I mean this is more in keeping with the the initial idea and, and, yeah. and concept. Well and the and the, the, the specific reason that I like it better, number one is that it speaks to Parker's cleverness. I actually, yeah. I really love this shit here. Well, that's what I was talking about. Like the, the whole idea that he he is smart and he can yeah. you know come up with with this kind of stuff. I, I, I love that. I love that it demonstrates that aspect of the character, um, but also it's great drama if those web shooters can be taken away from him, if they can be destroyed, yeah. if he can run out of web fluid. Uh, you know when you. Whenever Which you do a superhero yeah, they story, they almost always do that. Running out of web fluid at a key moment, they never do that in this film. But I feel like it'll happen. But, but, he, but the lizard does destroy his web. Shoes yeah, but I mean, final, it, but the even then, it's it's at the end of the battle. It's right. sort of like it's sort of a. But the point is that when you really want to amp up, when you well, like, like this right here, he's made his own. You know, he's got a homemade police scanner. Um, which I love is plugging into a full size USB plug on the side of the phone. <laughs> of all the things, he, which yeah. never. You'd never be that stupid. Never have. Uh, but I like the fact that they, they leave themselves that option. You know, when you when you got a superhero story, your superhero is only as good as the obstacles you put in front of him. If you really want to do something heroic, you gotta you gotta you know take away all the things that your superheroes got. Yeah. And and still let them triumph. And so having the uh, mechanical shooters gives you the option for that uh, that drama. Drama. Um, so yeah, I, I, I <laughs> all right. Here's our first look at Dennis Leary as Captain Stacy. Maybe the best casting choice ever. Yeah, I thought he did a good job. And Leary, I, I remember seeing him. I remember seeing him like I don't know, probably like on you know talk show or something. Uh, and he, he was he was saying like, yeah, you know, they asked me about uh, doing this, and uh, Willem Dafoe had already been in one of these things, so they pretty much could only get me. <laughs> Talking about the fact that he and Willem Dafoe look a lot alike. Yeah. You know, I actually have, and this is a true story. I, I never finished it, but I started on it, and I've got a half-finished script somewhere that's like a, a buddy cop movie set in Boston with the idea that it's like Dennis Leary and Willem Dafoe playing brothers. <laughs> that, just because I thought it would be like hysterical to a like... Good, it's a good good fit. I mean, the two uh, definitely uh, they favor each one other. Yeah. And, but I, just, I thought that would be like really funny to like see them do a movie together. Yeah. Um, have this they ever is, done anything together? I, you know, I, I don't wonder. Think, even even not as like I think, brothers. I think even they've been. They might have been in a movie together. I don't know. I have to get on IMDb. Um, There's the classic, I, the classic full Spider-Man shot. I love that we kind of got that first person perspective of that too. That was kind of neat. You know what? I, I really like the way they. The one thing I will say, aside from some of my questions, was some of the quality of the CG. I like the way they portrayed Spider-Man in it. He's. He's a little more slender, I feel like. He's more than of the McFarlane Spider-Man. He, well, he's just he's he's more, more that, like what Spider-Man sort of should be. You know, yeah. he's kind of he's more of that lanky, thin, yeah, uh, There's physique a, as opposed to the more muscular. Well, and he's got that long torso, like he's yeah. got that long torso, but we sort like like I don't know, just I feel like they really 
thought about some of this stuff. Um, I, I really like the way Spider-Man looks in this film. Yeah. Now, this scene was the first thing that... This was one of the first things I ever saw on this movie that they... Uh, I don't know if it was a trailer or if it was a clip that they released, but I, I remember seeing this scene way in advance of the film and really liking it, really feeling like they had that whole Spider-Man smart-ass thing going. Yeah. Which, you know, that, I mean, that was like, you know, such a huge staple of uh, of the character in the comics is, you know, his, his wisecracks and, and and using that to just, you know, to distract his enemies, to to throw him off, you know, in the throw heat of battle game, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it, was, it was a big cornerstone. And I thought this scene really captured that well. The one thing I, I, I sort of have mixed feelings about is what the spider webbing can do in, in this in these couple of scenes. It can like, do anything. Like... I mean, it can do... It's, it's like Batman's batarangs. Like, there's it nothing... Really it, 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 it there's really is. There's nothing it can't it do. It really is. Like, I mean, he, he just... Some stuff is just coming off as, as so... Uh, I don't know. It's funny, though. It I is. Do, I do like how he handles this. <laughs> My meekness. It's small knives. <laughs> anything but small knives. Um... It's really funny. I, I mean, I have to say that this aspect of Spider-Man, I thought they got more right in this scene than they got in the Raimi films. Uh, I, I thought probably agree so. I, I like there were aspects of the Raimi films were like, oh yeah, like you know that's kind of like Spider-Man being a smartass. But I, I, like by contrast to this scene, I think this is better. I, I would agree. It's it, it's it's one of the I guess it's one of the few things that I kind of feel now is maybe superior to the Raimi films. Yeah. I say a few things. When this came out, I said that I think I like this movie better than the Raimi films. I really, really loved this the first time we saw it in the theater. Um, and it's interesting watching it now. I, I have cooled on it more and more. Yeah, that's that's sort of what we were talking about earlier. Is I, I, I really did like it, and I do feel like it is. You know, we talked in uh, when we talked about uh, Captain America. I, I feel like this is slightly more in. Uh, in in the vein of the. You know the Marvel Studios uh, comic. This book. is definitely it, a post Iron Man superhero yes. film, but definitely. I still feel like there's some sort of there's like a pacing and overall storytelling and just kind of there's there's something where it still just doesn't quite match the quality of those. I I don't think I, I agree. Um, I think it's I, a really good film, but and I'm really hard pressed to say exactly what it is. But I, I I do just sort of feel like there's it doesn't quite rise to the to the same standard. Yeah. Although I, I would I would you know agree that I, I think it is good. There's definitely some things I think they do better than the Raimi films, um, but but not not so much so that it's just a, a clear cut winner. I mean, if you're comparing this to three, of course it is. But if you're comparing it to like one and two, I, you know there's there's now now they haven't like I will say I went back and watched the first one again because I haven't of the Raimi films I yeah. haven't seen in a while. And it, it has not aged as well. I, I will admit. No, I, I watched but, it. I watched it uh, a few months ago, and I was yeah. kind of like, "Yeah, I remember liking this more." Exactly. I will say two. I watched two, and two held up better than than one. But th- they both still sort of felt like, at the time, they were just beyond anything else, comic book wise. But yeah. now we've seen seen so many other things that, frankly, have kind of raised, raised that bar. bar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do kind of like this sort of aloofness too that he has. This kind of like where he's just sort of he's on a mission. He's closed off from everybody else. It's almost like you know he's kind of emotionally detached from from everything. Like this scene where he's like, you know, did you get the eggs? And he's like, um, yeah, no, forgot I'm here. I'll, I'll go out and get them right now. It's not a big deal. Like it, it's this sort of like I think this is how he's dealing with with everything. Is just I've got a mission. I'm on it. I don't want to think about anything else. Yeah. And the other thing that I really like about this scene is I like the fact that I like the fact that it's both of them 
kind of adjusting to life without Uncle Ben. Yeah. Uh, it, it's both of them, you know, and she's like kind of trying to, she's trying to do this thing like where, well, we don't have Uncle Ben, we'll have each other. Like, you know, she kind of wants them to turn to each other for that support. Yeah. And he's not, um, he's not doing that. You know, he, he's turning to something else. Yeah. And, um, again, like, like the drama of, of that seems very, very sincere. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's very, very relatable. Um, I also have to say that I like the fact that Aunt May is not 98 years old. Yeah. Uh, in this, I, I, I like the fact that, you know, that she's, she's slightly, she's slightly younger. Yeah. I find that more relatable, I suppose. You know, there's just that line right there. And I almost feel like that is what they sort of in a, in a roundabout way replaced the iconic, you know, with great power come great responsibility with this whole like secrets have a cost. Cause you know, they, they bring it back up in the trailer for the new one. The yep. truth has a cost as well, and it's like they, it's like they're playing on this whole thing of like you know, look, it's not just as simple as you know, you you can't just do whatever you want to do and expect there not to be some side effects from it. Whether it be you know, I think she's thinking of their relationship, whether it's you know his happiness, whether it's you know the other people in his life, like all the different you know connections. Um, there's there's a consequence to what what he's doing, and the thing is, I mean, you know. Unfortunately, there's a consequence to everything, you know. So it's it's sort of him having to work through it, I guess. Yes, indeed. I like this. Uh, you know, we're, we're getting you know we're getting a sense of you know how Connors might have been tied into whatever happened to the Parkers. Yeah, and um, you know, he's. Con- Connors' character is kind of interesting and, in, you know, and how he kind of feels about Peter and, uh, you know, how, how sincerely he, you know, he he has, you know, some, some affinity for him, respect for him, etc. Uh, he's being a little insincere here. Um, I, I mean, not Captain Kirk prime supporting the prime directive insincere. <laughs> not, not that insincere, but... Um, what are you talking about? They never broke that thing. <laughs> I mean, Bible is a lie. Everybody run, freak out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I do. I, that was the thing. Like I never really felt like I didn't. I you know I, I tell you there's one thing I never felt any sort of sympathy for Connors in this, and I felt like it kind of needed that. To I a agree. Well, and like that's that's the brilliance of Otto Octavius in Spider-Man Two is that you know yeah. you, you really like you really like him yeah before he becomes Doc Ock and you know it's sort of a tragedy what happens to him and and I you never feel that affinity for Connors yeah he, and I never I, he's more like he's more Norman Osborn from from Spider-Man oh yeah, absolutely I mean they it's that it, this is the, almost that character from there just you know yeah just just a different name they um I don't know I I felt like that and again not criticizing the actor I just I think it was just the script didn't call for it but I, I feel like that was a bit of a miss I just feel like there wasn't this sort of Tragedy, like that's the kind of thing with Spider-Man. Is Spider-Man is, is sort of the tragedy that not nothing is nothing is ever as, as simple as it seems. You know, the characters are much deeper than they you know than they are, good and bad. And I don't know. I, I felt like this missed the mark on that just a little bit. You know, not not tragically, not not in a horrible sense. It was still fun at the end of the day. But uh, I am kind of hoping the the second one maybe we'll see a little more, um, possibly a little bit more of that. Yeah. I agree. I, I mean, again, you know, the the drama of Spider Man that was always so relatable was that he was a superhero that had everyday problems. You know, he, yeah. he had bills to pay. He had, 
he had to be at school. He had to be at school. He had to be at work. And it, it was that, that was one of the things about the character that that I think was very fun is that is that Spider Man was all of us. He wasn't every man. He we we all had the same problems that Spider Man did, and on top of that, he was trying to save New York City. Um, and later the world. But um, yeah, I, I have to say that probably the thing that this movie does poorest and is the Oscorp soda machine, <laughs> the Oscorp soda stream that they that they have. It's not the surgery vending machine from Prometheus. But, uh, <laughs> um, I think that uh, I think that Connor's motivation as an antagonist, as as a villain, is easily the weakest thing in the film. Yeah. It is completely it's completely unrelatable, it's completely nonsensical, and they kind of use the cop out excuse of, oh, he's gone insane. Yeah. And movies portraying insanity is I mean, like that statement in and of itself is just rife with bad examples and uh and well, opportunities I mean, for ridicule. I mean, movies there's portray a of, insanity very badly in well, general. There's a, there's a handful though that do it really well. I mean, something like I even like a I mean, something like like Amadeus or something, where they really handle it. Fight I think Club. very Fight Club's pretty Fight good. Fight Club's pretty. There's some movies where they handle it really well, but the reason they handle it well is because it's it's a pretty central theme to the characters and yeah, the story. It's a cornerstone of what's happening. Whereas this, it's just sort of like, hey, another story's going on. By the way, this character just went insane. Yeah, and it, it just that doesn't ever work well. That doesn't ever come across very. That's well. right. There's portraying actual psycho. You know, there's portraying like actual psychological uh, problems. Yeah. Uh, there's there's portraying actual mental health issues, and then there's Tommy Lee Jones in Batman Forever. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you, you know, just you know, turn everything up to eleven and and scream and laugh and and be a ma- you know just be a maniac and chew scenery. Um, I, and and this is is closer to that than it is to any kind of uh, any kind of actual mental health issue. I just I, I really kind of hate the. It's like why is it that you know before he injected himself with this stuff. He was a moral guy who was not going to start human trials on, uh, you know, people who hadn't given full consent and didn't know what they were getting into. And then after he takes this stuff, he doesn't give a fuck. You know, he's going to kill Peter Parker yeah. because Peter Parker is going to stop his plan to, against their will, you know, gas the entire city into this. I mean, it's just... It's it, just it's 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 a it's a large leap too quickly. That's like exactly they just, they, right. They, that's exactly and, what it is. And again, we we've talked about this before uh, on our own about how you know the thing with the movie it, it is tough in a movie. You've got you know roughly two hours, a little more, a little less, to tell some pretty complex stories. And I get that sometimes that that's not always the easiest thing to do. You know, and sometimes you have to kind of make concessions. Make, make concessions and, and and I get that. But when they're so critical as to like the motivation of the big bad in the movie, that's that's got to be given some time, it you know. Does. It's, it's it's like you need to you need maybe to there's that. a comedic beat earlier in the movie that's less important that could give you and I also love how the first thing it does is burns his fucking finger. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um <laughs> although, you know, it's maybe, an, it, I actually, I really like it. I think it's a maybe nice Maybe it is what, what he do. I, but um the uh, that picture right there, I, picture. I love that picture. Um, I don't know. I, they're, 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 I feel like they could have spent a little more time on that to make it slightly more believable. Um, I don't know. I, I uh, that, that I will agree with you. I think that's the weakest part as a whole in the in the movie is kind of the motivation and the yeah development of uh, the lizard. It, it just uh, it just never it never has. 
I never have the sympathy with the character I did for Octavius. Yeah. And he his motivation is never as his, uh, even, never, his motivation is never as sincere. Even Osborn in the in the first Spider-Man movie, I think, was even a little just because maybe it's just because the character was slightly more likable, or there was a little more. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's just something about the character was more interesting, and I, I just I keep kind of going back to they just they never made. Connors just felt so sort of tacked flat, on to certain sort of sort of yeah. Well, and they've got that they've got that scene in in the first Spider Man that, that that great that great beat where Defoe is talking to himself as Norman and as and the as, Goblin yeah. in the mirror, and you get a sense that I mean, like for, for better a, or worse, you know, however yeah. How however silly it? it may it may seem, they've got this whole notion that you know there is this there's this emerging personality yeah. within him that is. Uh, that is and, and, is responsible for some of these other things, and it has such a huge part of the fact that it's played by Willem uh, by Willem Dafoe because yeah. his his inflection makes that scene have more impact than it than it does on its own. You know, yeah. I mean his his way that he he, he pulls it off. Um, so I don't know. I think that's another thing with like you know having um, having uh, Lord, I'm blanking out him right there, Dennis Leary, uh, Dennis Leary. I'm so bad with names. It's awful. My memory's going. Um, Dennis Leary oh, is, saw is a video on the internet. Is a, <laughs> he does such a good job in this in this role because he's just he's got a, a, a strong kind of you know personality and delivery of his lines. He's got a great voice. He's like just, great. There's there's so many things that just elevate like a you know a, a fairly standard character to making him you know kind of more memorable and a little, little more fun. He, I I think he's great. I think he's he's a brilliant piece of casting. Yeah. And I, I mean absolutely like the last guy the last guy you ever want to find out is your girlfriend's father. Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, like he's just you know, he's just giving it to, to Peter slash Spider Man like you know every way that he can. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's great, and and they really they get their money's worth from him. I think. I mean, they I think get, so too. You get a, you get really good stuff from him in this scene, and then there's another scene. There's another scene a little bit later on that's got some really funny shit that uh, that you just can't you almost can't see anybody but Dennis Leary like really doing it that well that way. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very impressed with him. And, you know, that's, that's one of the things about, you know, we've talked about the Marvel method as, as it relates to the movies and everything. And one of the things is really, really good casting. And mm-hmm. I have to say, in that sense, uh, they really, really did well by this. They, they, yeah. really, they really got the cast for the most part. There, there's, I mean, like we're talking about like Doc Connors. I, I don't feel I, one, one way or another about I actually, I actually feel like that was a bit of a miss. I, I feel like that needed to be a, 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 a somewhat stronger... I feel like some... You know, and I mean, I'm not even necessarily sure who it would be, but I think if you had a William Defoe-like personality as a person... Playing the role, something like that. I think it. I think it just would have had a little more impact. Like a little I think more you just, You needed. A, I think you needed a little bit somebody more. Because um, I'll, I'll be honest. Like l- you know, later in the film, it, it sort of it. It feels. I don't know. It just doesn't feel as threatening as I feel like it would if you really kind of had a stronger personality behind the character. Keanu but, you know, Reeves. Whatever. Keanu Reeves. That's a stronger character, not a blank slate. <laughs> no. Not Tabula Rasa. I think Keanu Reeves could have. Now I'll give you this. He could have played. The chalkboard that gets erased at the beginning of the film. I agree with you because you know, he's, he's so you know you wouldn't even know he's there. That's true. He's just sort of in the background. It's all uh, it's all relative. Yeah. Um, I actually was kind of thinking like because you know they went for sort of a, I think I believe the guy. Granted, it's been a few days since I watched it, and right. we're just reading the subtitles now. But the uh, 
he does have like a little bit of a British accent, doesn't he? Or is oh he yeah, a yeah. Gar- Garfield's British. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Um, that Doc Connors. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. What is his nationality? Hold on. I feel like, but maybe I'm, I'm wrong on that. But I feel like it has sort of a slightly. Uh, he yeah, he's from Wales. Okay. What I was gonna say is, I, I would almost think like somebody like a uh, you know the guy that does the voice of Jarvis. Yes, um, Paul I, Bettany. Paul Bettany, yeah. Like I, I love Jennifer him. Connelly. I think he's yeah. lucky man. He was a great actor too. I love him in like no, he's fantastic. A, a Knight's Tale and uh, like he, he's he's got the a lot fucking of Master and Commander, dude. Master and Commander, dude. Um, I mean that that movie's the tits anyway. But yeah, he's 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 great in that. But I kind of felt like maybe he would have been a slightly better fit. Someone just a little more, just a little more interesting, a little more. I feel like would have given just a little more. Depth to to the character, but there's a movie that deals with mental illness relatively well. Beautiful mind, beautiful mind, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yes, I agree. So here here we go. You know, we've got this emergency. We've got these sirens, and now you know Peter's gonna Peter's gonna answer the uh, he's gonna sort of answer Captain Stacy's challenge, and he's gonna go and do something not selfish. Um, and this uh. I mean, like this is like like this is like the first scene in the movie where uh, the Spider-Man that we all expected to see finally finally kind of showed in. up. Yeah. Um, I actually really okay. Now, so here's one thing. Okay, guy in the front seat there. Yeah. That's the guy who shot Uncle Ben in Raimi Spider-Man. Really? The guy playing the driver. That dude right there. Huh. It's interesting. Neat little cameo. I really love this. I love this reaction. Oh, excellent. I love this. I love this delivery. It actually, uh, it actually is a really great, uh, really great deadpan uh, humor moment. Yeah. But um, here we go. Uh, shit's, about to, shit's about to go wrong all kinds of different ways now. I think that uh, focuses on the door that's up against a metal rail as opposed yeah, to one that's, that's merely locked. Easily, easily the worst idea that you, you've had today. Don't don't you like run a company or something? Yeah, don't, aren't you like a multimillionaire? <laughs> aren't you supposed to be smart? Um, the, the, you know, movies are built on that, though. I, yeah, that, that's yeah. actually kind of one of my pet peeves is, is like movies that basically rely on uh, movies that basically rely on people making the stupidest decisions imaginable. Yeah. In order uh, in order for the suspension of disbelief to hold. I mean, horror movies are, are, are oh, based on that even, soul. Don't even get me started. <laughs> that like, I, I hate that. Like I fucking hate that. Like, like if your horror movie is based on on the notion that uh, that you know in, in any given situation people will make the worst decisions possible for two plus hours. Okay, can, can I just while we're watching this because I just want people to sort of be thinking about this while they're I watching this thing. Yes. To me, the reason I said that I, I don't feel like I'm not crazy about the special effects in this movie is because for whatever reason. It feels like the special effects in this movie were done in Unreal Engine. <laughs> it's got like that. It's got like that. That shiny bright edge to the, the, every single thing yeah, that's going on. The, the specular highlights. And you know, there's, there's something about like. I mean, it, at times it looks kind of cool, but look at that. Like every one of his webs is like glowing 
Like, like there's a spotlight on it, which, I mean, I guess there's one across the bridge or something, but it's, it, it's, it's hard to, it just, for some reason it, it does not feel as real as yeah. it, as it could to me. You know, one thing I that like I, I noticed is that really even good. his webs in this movie, they're the McFarlane webs. Yeah. With like bubbles on them. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. The, it, the jagged little, the jagged little bits, they're, they're the McFarlane. I webs. love the design. Like whoever came up with the overall design and look of the costumes. I mean, they really, they, they hit the kind of the perfect sweet spot of all the different incarnations. I agree. I, I, I think they did a, a Really there you go. Specular thing. highlights on the dripping water. That's that. I mean, that's all water is. It's specular highlights, baby. Um, I like this. I think I thought this was a, 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 a decent, uh, decent, uh, decent scene, and him kind of lose. You know, kind of. You, you almost think he's gonna. You know. You're not sure he's gonna do it for a second. You're not sure he's gonna pull it be off. Be able to. You know, not yeah. not like he's not gonna try, but like you know. Again, I mean, you know, if you if you if you want to have a hero, you got to put a, you got to put problems in front of him, and then you got to make even more problems out of the problems. Yeah, like you know, it's not just a car that's going to fall into a river; it's a car that's going to fall into the river on fire. Um, but uh, yeah. now, now let me ask you because something that I remember there was like such a huge, such a just enormous, uh, you know, people hated of the uh, second. Raimi film was just like how often he was telling everybody who who he was or showing, yeah, like, showing he, he who was he just was. like like pulling his mask off like at every opportunity at every opportunity film. and I, I gotta be honest this movie sort of felt kind of that same vein I mean he, he gets the mask off more than once he gets twice. the mask off quite a few times now yeah. there's you know not quite as as bad as they did in the in, no you're in the right, you're right. Movie. you remember in the theater I turned to you and I said that looks like C Thomas Howell and you're like I think it is C Thomas Howell and I'm like yeah. they still let C Thomas Howell make movies <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got to be in here because later he's critical to he's the a ending, critical but, role later on we'll we'll talk about my it's my, not even that I hate C Thomas Howell but for no, some I, reason I just like feel the need to bag on him I got to be why. honest it really was one of those where I first <laughs> saw him and I was like. I feel like they got a better actor, and it just happened to you know, like like <laughs> he canceled at the just, last minute. Well, no, 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 like, well, no, what like he just they, looks like somebody. Like no, that's he looks what I'm saying. Like they they got Matt Dillon. Like they got a yeah. real actor. <laughs> Matt Dillon canceled, and they were like, "Man, but all of our lighting setups and everything are based for somebody with like you know Matt Dillon's overall sh- shape of his face <laughs> well, and everything." They're like, "Hey, get C. Thomas Howell in there." I, what I meant was like to me, it was like a guy who just happened to sort of look like C. Thomas Howell, but was a better actor, and they right. just happened to get him because like when you watch the movie for a second, you're like, "Is that?" Is that him? Is that him? Maybe. I guess it is. Okay. Yeah. But, but uh, uh, no, it, it's... Uh, it's C. Thomas Howe. And, and he's very important, we're told, later on. Well, and I will say that is one thing. When I saw him, I did think that was kind of silly. I'm like, okay, he, he just... Somebody owed him a favor or something like that. He's in that one scene. But, of yeah. course, you know, he plays uh, a little he, bit more He comes of a back role. later. Um, so, basically, from this point forward, I don't really buy anything that... Kurt Connors does like as a character like I, I don't understand what his motivation is I don't understand you know w- what is informing his actions his statements from here on out through the movie and the only thing that the film can kind of give me as a reason is I'm crazy he's crazy but uh, he's kind of the Joker in this honestly like but but not even with that like but it's just that like right I'm he's like just the Joker except they didn't to, cast Jack Nicholson it, well and I just want to like fill the fill the city with poison gas to turn everybody into you know whatever like right. it, it's 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 terrible it's bad so th- that that I think is maybe the biggest failing of the, of the film in my opinion is that that I find the I find the villain of the film to be very very weak yeah. 
One thing is not weak. Uh, one thing that is not weak is the right arm on Peter Parker, as we find out at the end of this odd little scene. Um, and I like little moments like this. Like it's just again another little reminder. I, you know, one thing they do. I don't. I really remember, like, from again jumping to the trailer for the second, which we still haven't seen the second movie yet. But in the trailer, you know, there's that scene where. Right police cars going everywhere and he jumps down and grabs that one police car to protect that police officer and they showed a little bit in here but you know you know the, the whole idea is that he's Spider-Man he he has got like the strength that's like what a hundred times his mass or whatever it is or thousand yeah. whatever whatever it is that spiders have they don't necessarily they always focus on sort of the, the flying ability the you know uh, the how how uh, maneuverable he can be and bouncing off stuff. They don't always focus on how strong he is. I mean, like you know, especially in like the was it like Secret Wars times stuff like that. Like the, of course, that was when he was with the, the symbiote. But, but like yeah. you know, he's one of the the strongest you know uh, characters in the Marvel universe. And they, I don't think they they don't always play that up. And I wish they did. And like little scenes like this where where you know he can. Yeah, you know, he could just he could, put he the could, motion on a ball yeah, to get it, you know, a, a to get it to bend away. the football goal. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I guess you know the thing that this scene is really about is about him kind of realizing that uh, that her father was right, and that you know that he, as Spider Man, can do more than just uh, you know this kind of selfish uh, quest for revenge. There it is, right there. Yeah. Oops. They, they they ring that bell a lot in this movie. Yeah. I don't know my own strength, that that whole thing. Yeah. Okay, now this scene right here, this is this is one of the, the scenes that I was watching last night where I was just I was just like watching the scene and thinking, This is terrible. Neither of them knows at this point that they've just encountered each other last night. Yeah. Not as Peter Parker and Kurt Connors, a lot of alliteration there. But as Spider-Man and the Lizard, yeah, uh, and suddenly, like you know, we start this scene and we're enemies. You know, I, I agree. It's, this, there's this, a very different tone just from from word word one. This is the scene where we are we are sworn enemies, but because we are in public, we have to keep up appearances. We have to pretend to be civil to each other. That's even what though this we're not really, in even public. though no one is around. <laughs> Well, and it's also just this sort of thing where it already shows that, like, he's just, he's lost it. I mean, he's just kind of, he, he's he's able to string together sentences, but, I mean, he, he obviously, his, where he's wanting to go is, is such a, you know, right, but that's different the, place. He does not seem, he does not seem confused. He does not seem scatterbrained. He yeah. does not seem uh, manic or desperate. He seems sinister. Yeah. And it, that's what's unmotivated about his character. There's it, a poster it, again, though, but I don't know. That's true. Uh, that's the only. Th- I mean, that's the best thing. About somebody this. is selling that, that print. Somebody is selling that print like online or something. It's got to oh, yeah, be the reasoning are. for all the marketing behind it. Oh yeah, they are. But I mean, honestly, like, what's better in this scene? Like, you know, <laughs> that, that the, their dialogue or, the, or that, that picture? Fair enough. I'll give you that. Um, so I guess at the end of this scene, I, I think that uh, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember when Peter goes to, to Dennis Leary's character. Like, are we to believe that he figures it out? He goes right now, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he goes. Like, is this right the next? This. Yeah, because he's got that. Like, why aren't you in school? Like, they keep. Yeah, like, and, and he keeps saying, "I, I have a free track. track," which I've never heard it referred to as that. Yeah. Before, so at the end of this, so through this scene, Peter's got it figured out. Connors hasn't figured out yet. Um, wonderful things. It, it's amazing how many terrible things 
follow on the promise that wonderful things are coming. <laughs> that's a that's a reoccurring theme in, in the world recently. Uh, but anyway, this was always this was another another thing that kind of got didn't me like this. Like, what the fuck? I felt like that was just a little. I don't know. It's like what. And especially, let's be honest, like, okay, so it makes you, like, create, like, why didn't the rat go after him or something? Why didn't he have to, like, you know... It's obvious that the rat can get through the fucking, can get through the fucking glass. Yeah. I don't know. That was a bit much. Yeah, I I agree. Not, uh, not my favorite thing. But anyway, I I really liked the film up until about this part. And then, because everything else is predicated upon this, uh, this, this antagonism between the lizard and Spider-Man that... They don't really Doesn't explain really that have. I don't understand. Yeah. Like, it, like the rest of the, the action in the film really just does kind of seem like action for the sake of action. And, and none of it's motivated by character it, the way that you see in other Marvel films or the way that it was in I, Raimi Spider-Man. Honest films. to goodness, it's one of those things where I feel like this film in a vacuum plays way poorer than just the fact that you're able to fill in all the holes with kind of what you know from backstories and yeah. what you know from other stuff. You kind of give it... You give it a lot because you're like you sort of know where they're going or no, but if but in a vacuum, if you didn't know anything else, you'd be watching this. You're just kind of like, yeah, that was pretty stupid. Yeah. I will say I do like this scene as well because it's kind of that whole thing where he really he's really like, okay, I, I get it. So you know, and he's he's being sarcastic and he's you know going to give him a hard time. But then by the time he leaves, it's kind of damn it, maybe he's right. All right, you know, I don't think this kid's stupid. I don't like him. I don't want him dating my daughter. But I don't think he's an idiot. Kind yeah. of, kind of vibe. I think. Um, I think you're right. And I, I think it is interesting that we've gotten at least because he, he twice mentions Tokyo and, and essentially Godzilla. That's true. I and think that's viral marketing. Obviously, it was. I mean, they, they what, knew that far out. Isn't isn't Sony making? Uh, that's a, making that's a good question. I honestly don't know. I am really excited for fucking Godzilla. Dude, Godzilla though. looks. Awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm easy to please on on some of these things. Talk about somebody knows how to do a lizard right. That's exactly right. I hope. Uh, let's see who is uh, who is doing. And here's another right. scene. So were all lizards attracted to the lizard? Was that a thing that I didn't remember? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Where he sees all of the. Why, why are you asking me for? I don't have a clue, <laughs> man. What the fuck's going on in this movie? I do, and here's another thing: the whole reward for proof, you know, thing. And he sets up the cameras. Yep. But nothing ever comes of it, that. No, you're exactly right. They, I mean, and not even just like he goes back and he finds the broken camera. Well, or, and what does or, he need the money for? Yeah, there you go. Perfect, perfect thing. I, so again, and it's, shooting it's, all the webs to like set up to like know what I don't know. Like, I, no, I actually like that. Like, like I, I really, I really kind of because like, I, like, like in my mind, that's like Peter being clever. It's like you know, hey, like you know, spiders. You know, spiders have already got this figured out. Why do I need to reinvent the No, no, but what's he doing it for? Is he doing it for to, to set like a... Because initially I thought it was the thing to like catch the picture of him right. to do it because they he's just He's trying to lure him here to get the picture for the money that but, he doesn't need. But then it's just kind of like he's doing it to like know when he's going to leave the... Or, or you know, or when he's going to come through the area or whatever. Like just... Right. I just they don't, they don't really let you know why this is going on and what... And, and let's be honest, like if... The lizard there's doesn't no doesn't notice that there's fucking a million different uh, webs around. Then you know he's even dumber than we give him credit for. You're not wrong. Um, I, I agree with you. It, it, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like the, they're, they're, <laughs> I love the uh, real quick. I'm sorry, just the art Knock the camera out <laughs> for no reason for at no all. No reason at all. Um, I, I agree with you in the sense that like they're kind of like ringing all these I did, bells. I did like this too. Like where he's playing games on his yeah, phone. Yeah. Uh, again, it, it's a kind of 21st century Spider-Man. Got yeah. the mask off again. Um, 
again, it, it kind of comes back to that whole thing of they are they are ringing these bells without really kind of understanding why this stuff was here. I, yeah. I mean, like the reason that you know, like Peter Parker would take pictures of himself as Spider Man is because he was strapped for cash. It was yeah. his fucking job, exactly. And so, the, like, they're doing this whole like reward thing. It's like, okay, well, he never tries to claim the reward, obviously, because his camera, you know, gets left behind and then destroyed. But um, it, also, it, it feels like, like why would he need the money? I mean, the way, reason yeah. that Peter like was always doing that shit is because he was always strapped for cash. He was a yeah. freelance photographer. Yeah. He uh, he was always in need of money. So um, it, it sort of just feels like these empty promises, like these these right. concepts that just don't get realized, don't get fully realized. I like how these lizards are all just you know coming down the webs to their death here. Well, they come down and just jump onto another web to go down. Well, some the of them lizard. don't make it. I mean, you know, some of them you know <laughs> just wind up in a fucking drink. Where's the spider sense? You know, we saw like in that fight on the subway. Well, where were the lizards going? Weren't they going <laughs> to him? Like they were going down the pipe. Like they, I thought the whole idea was they were they were they like were, attracted. They were attracted to him. to him. They were attracted to his to, his masculine see, lizard pheromones. Look at that. Okay, so here's this is another thing. That just gets to me. Look All at right. like his face and compare it to like no. It just I don't it, really if have he to had either. like a snout or something, I really feel like it would feel more look, like Tony. Like him having a snout is not going to fix what's wrong with this scene. He looks so much like the new turtles right there, and it, it just that depresses the shit out of me. Um, I think that uh, I, I think that just to go back to what we were saying. Oh, web shoes don't work on the water. I think to go back to what we were saying. Um, it, it seems to me that they just. Uh, <clears throat> they don't seem to understand the Spider-Man character as well as maybe they need to. Yeah, uh, they're just kind of like like putting all these tropes. And well, Spider-Man's always putting his camera up to take pictures of the fight. So we got to so, have a scene where that. So happens. we got to have that happen. <laughs> like, well, yeah, but why does that happen? But no, you, you know, you're exactly right, and I do think that is one of those things we always go back to the whole feel of the uh, Marvel Marvel Universe kind of thing, um, or the the uh, Marvel Studios films. There, there's like. We talked about something the other day about how they were saying Spider-Man will never be in the Avengers unless oh, we've just run God. out of every yeah. idea possible. That was Avi Arad, who like like if there's anything that's like wrong with the fucking Spider-Man series, it's fucking Avi Arad. And don't you think it's just like it's like I don't feel like they have this all-encompassing view of of the the universe of, of the characters, you know, as, as opposed to kind of saying like you know, well, yeah, we. We could do that, but only when the story's right. It's like, no, we're not going to do that unless we just can't do anything else. Like, that just seems like the wrong way to look at it, you know? Well, I think this is just speculation on my part. This is like a whole thing that we're, we're going to fucking end up getting into. But I, I think I'm going to pause on this because I just want to say how much I love this scene. <laughs> this is pretty good. <laughs> I love this whole thing. Where I love <laughs> No, Dad, I do not want Coco. I have a school. I've got report, uh, and then there's. Uh, I have cramps. And I, lo- like, I, lo- and I love. He's like, oh, he, okay. He and he's trying to get away, and she keeps going on. And he's like, oh, oh yeah. I love. Like right, as soon right. as she, as soon as she says cramps, I love how he immediately checks out of the conversation. I'm doing this. Uh, I have cramps. Oh, oh. I feel kind of pugy and sore. <laughs> okay, good. Good. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm, good. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. uh, okay. You don't want to know. No, I. Nope. Got, got it. it. Got, got it. it. All right. <laughs> that really is. That's, that's, a, that's a good Oh, that's one. really funny. So, anyway, um, all right. Here's. This is. A lot of this is speculation on my part. She doesn't do much good there, by the way. Did you ever, no, you she, know, like, she, like, what was the point of that scene? She just, she, no, she just wiped, like, 
the dried blood like just stayed there. It anyway. did not help in any way, yes. shape, or form. Um, but I think that that <coughs> statement from Avi Arad about you know like hey you, know, you ever going to do Spider Man and Avengers, and he's like uh, no I don't think you know we're not going to do that until I run out of ideas, uh, you know because we have all this mythology like we don't need to do that. I really think that part of that is like is like a pissing contest between Avi Arad and Kevin Feige. Yeah, uh, because I believe. I, and somebody, somebody can fact check me if I'm wrong, but I believe that Feige either replaced or beat out Avi Arad to run Marvel Studios. And I thank God, I can, yes, and I cannot help but wonder if um, if there's a little bit of animosity uh, about that. And to me, I, I think about this. I'm like, okay, so. What would be the better idea here? Would, would, would the better idea be let's do a Spider-Man Avengers crossover that will make $3 billion uh, if we do it? Or is it better that we uh, – is it better that we stay contained to our own universe because that's the only sandbox I have left to play in? Yeah. And I'm too much of an asshole to admit that maybe I didn't have the best idea – I, I really, I, I think you're. And that's the only thing that makes sense because I again, lay, a, I lay a lot of this at, at, at Avi Arad's feet. I, uh, I, I just, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense because I mean the, these companies on the outside, I mean they are, they're, it's, it's about making money, it's about making, yeah, but you know, and good decisions. Don't you know? I mean, if, if it's something where they think they can make money on one thing, but it would lose them out long term, you know, like it would cheapen. The series or something like that. I, I could maybe see them saying, "Well, we don't want to do that because it'll hurt the series long term." Uh, everything we're talking about is stuff that could do nothing but raise the 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 interest level in other properties. I mean, if if you knew that you know Spider Man was going to be or connected in some way to the next set of Marvel movies, I mean, I, I guarantee you there would be more excitement than there would be without that, you know? Yeah. And it just, it's 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 sort of frustrating. And it's not even the thing where I think it has to happen. It's just one of those things where there's this, like, very overt, we're not doing it. You know, as opposed to, like, you know, look, if we come up with something really cool, we'll do it, but not until then. Well, That's one thing. But to just say, like, no, nah, we're, we're not going to do it until literally uh, we're redoing the series. Oh, wait a minute, we already did that. Well, and, like, they literally said, like, until we run the series into the ground and can't make money off of it anymore. Like until we ruin the yeah. Spider-Man property, we're not going to do the three <laughs> billion dollar Spider-Man Avengers crossover idea. Yeah. It's like are you in this for money or, or not? Exactly. It does kind of make you wonder why I mean it's gotta be it's gotta be right. something like that. Like and if they were so match. if they're so hostile to you know to, to what Marvel's doing like with the, the crossovers and everything everything, then why are they fucking going out of their way in this movie to emulate the Marvel Studios yeah, that, uh, method. I mean, yeah. poorly in, in, in some cases, well, not as well. I mean, it's, it's it's okay, but it's just it's definitely not to the same level. Uh, it does make you wonder. No, I, I, I really I really wonder about that. But you know, it, it's obvious. I mean, at the end of this movie, although I didn't realize this at the time, but at the end of this movie, you know, they do begin, I guess, setting up the Sinister Six angle, and they've talked about how you know they're going to do like fucking Sinister Six movies and. Uh, you know they're going to get Venom involved, I guess, at some point, and Venom's probably going to have a spinoff. Uh, you know, so it seems like w- what they have to work with within Spider-Man, they are planning 
to to do their own kind of Spider-Man cinematic universe on the scale of what Marvel's doing. Yeah. The difference is that I just have no confidence that they're going to be able to do it as well. I, I, I agree. And I kind of think there's all Although this... Spider-Man 2 might change my mind. That, exactly. And I, we, we are both, I think, very, very excited about... Oh, yeah, I am. Um, ...what it'll end up being. I, I tell you, the thing with that is, too, is there's something about... I mean, with, with Marvel, you know, with the Marvel Studios movies, you've got so many elements... You've got so many different characters that stand on their own, and that's one reason why each one of those movies works well. Yeah. Whereas when you're when you're solely within one franchise, like it is with Spider-Man, don't get me wrong, Spider-Man is probably second only to maybe Batman for the amount of like, you know, villains and you know, different characters. Yeah, do, his rogues gallery and so forth. I love. I, love scene. I do think that's actually pretty. I actually really love. Pretty that. awesome. Yeah. I was. I was. I was thinking about that the other night. Like that's really fucking clever. You know, like scientist looks around says, "Oh, if I mix that and this and this, yeah, you know, I've got something explosive." Exactly. I, I you know, and like that's the kind of shit that. I that's the kind of shit that I remember loving from Spider-Man comics. I, I actually do think the uh, the moment comes up here in a minute with the that's uh, the um, cameo is Stan actually really game. good too. Like, I, I, I actually think that's pretty. pretty you know, we should nice. we should uh, one of the things we should do on the website we should put together a poll or something like that. Uh, you know, people have talked about you know polls for like d- d- various things, but we ought to do uh, everybody's favorite uh, Stanley cameo. Stan cameo, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I-, I think the one in this actually is pretty pretty top notch. I'm trying to um, remember. I-, I I remember liking the uh, I like the one in um, the one in Cap Cap Two was really good. The one in Cap Two is pretty good. I like the one in um, I like the one in fucking. Uh, in Iron Man, the first Iron Man. What was it? In the where first one? Uh, Tony's going into that benefit, and you see what you think is Hugh Hefner, and uh, oh. he walks by. He's like looking good, Hef, and it turns around and Stanley. Yeah, I like that one quite a bit. Um, I don't know why this, this, but, the CG okay. in this scene looks just so bad. Not me. your th- like. Well, why. and even another question: Why is he here? Why is he here? What is he hoping to accomplish? Um, what what is the purpose of this? Is it just you know Peter Parker hurt like Peter Parker like lured me into a trap that actually didn't work out all that well because I kicked his ass? Time to kill him. Yeah, that's a good point. And why, and why the timing now? Like yeah. why why does he go? I mean, other than just it's, you know see, his free tracks over school. time to go to school. Yeah, actually, I really love that. I'm going to throw you out a window now. What? Yeah. <laughs> Um, there is one moment here where he... Oh, no, no, no. It, it's later. It's later. There, okay. This is... <laughs> I love this scene. I love this right here with the yeah, table. With the table and you you kind of almost wonder, like, what happens? You realize he hell? grabbed it with the, you know... Yeah, that that's actually pretty fun. I thought they actually did a pretty good job. Now, I will say one thing I also... You know, we kind of keep going back to um, just the look of Spider-Man... A couple of like the poses, they re- they really did do. You know, they, they get they've tried right, to do yeah. that before, but in this, they really I think did make it sort of believable in, in the sense that like you know it's not like so contorted that you couldn't you know that like you know the left foot is over the right shoulder you know yeah. kind of. You know, McFarlane shit, was McFarlane was really. I, I mean, I think that took he it, took in a lot of way he yeah. took it to an extreme. Like, and I think that template. That, that 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 template followed for for many many years to come. Yeah. But he and, really exaggerated the you know his physiology, yeah. his poses, all that. And stuff. this movie I thought did it well. Like did it to where you, you still get that vibe. Like especially a couple of shots 
again with the you know hyper edge lighting but you know when they're outside and he's doing like this cool thing with the helicopter flying behind him you know and he, he yeah. gets these cool poses uh, it is it is pretty neat at times um so come on you gotta mute your phone when you're tracking an evil I <laughs> So you know again, and, and real quick, Connor's can we, can we, real quick. I got to. Uh, yes, just, he has a flip phone. <laughs> I mean, aren't we supposed to believe that this is like like current day time frame? Like, come on, you that, know what, that's that's the most unbelievable part of this movie. You if know what I can buttons be need? You know what phones need? Buttons. Buttons. Today's so-called smartphones have two, three buttons max. That's neat. What happens when you want to dial a four? <laughs> Not so smart then. Um, so here we are. Uh, you know, Connors has had this unsuccessful uh, second salvo against Spider-Man. Raid on the high school. He, he, he has not succeeded uh, with what he attempted to do. And so now his next step is gas the city. And it's just like, like again, it's just, you know, like I don't understand what the, I don't understand what this character wants. I don't understand what this character is trying to accomplish. And I love the fact that I think, apparently, I think I like, like out. He's, during his downtime, he also put together this nifty 3D animation where the little green thingy heads for the little blue thingy, <laughs> and then sends out a bunch of little lizard icons over a map of New oh, York yeah, City. Oh yeah, I love that. That that was the <laughs> stupidest thing. And he does the little. Th- thank you, thank you for all the handy animations that will tell anybody who sneaks into your not so secret. Well, that's layer. what that's what computers. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> like what the fuck. Oh, it's man. almost as it's almost as terrible as that thing in, in uh, Star Trek Four, where like Scotty sits down at the keyboard, which he's apparently never used in his life, yeah. and then turns into the world's you know two hundred fifty five minute uh, typer. Yeah, and at the end of it, he's created a complete three D model of transparent aluminum. Well, yeah, I mean, you don't, what you don't else? Believe that? What else? You know, I think I figured out his motivation though, as, as you're That's talking, because I, I agree. It, it, the first time, the first couple times watching this, I didn't get it. I think I just got it though. I like lizards. I like lizards, and I want more lizards around. Well, see, but like I, I would get that. Like, like if his motivation <laughs> I love was too. I need a lady lizard. I need a lady lizard to make sweet love to. Well, how about this? Like, I'm gonna I try to that. sneak by in an old tattered. <laughs> like <laughs> nobody noticed the 13 foot tall alligator walking upright. I mean, you know. <laughs> uh, 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 you're right. The, the, this, the more this I, does not hold up well. The more I watch, you know, bits of this, it it, it really does. I mean, it, yeah, fuck it. I agree. Like I came into this like you know, like this movie didn't age quite as well. <laughs> fuck it. Admittedly, you know, we we're 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 being we're, we're bagging on it, but, but but at the same time, I do think some of these are le- legitimate. Like these are the things. Like when I go back and watch, even like something like Avengers. I don't think Avengers is the best movie of all time no. but it's a solid movie and there's 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 there are a few things that I think that they did that were like okay that was a bad choice or that was stupid they should have done it differently most of it is kind of like oh, okay yeah you know I get why they why they did it or whatever and if you go back and watch it you don't feel that way there's sometimes movies like this is one of those where the more you watch it you're kind of like the more you see really like you yeah. just kind of see those you know those things uh yeah this is a uh this is one of them. This is one of those things that I, I like. This I like this bit here with the uh, sliding. The, yeah, yeah, sliding. Because those things are like those things weigh like like two hundred pounds. Yeah, they are not. You you can't do that with them. Just uh, just in case you're thinking about it, you don't because you can't. That guy looks like Gene Hackman. Am I the only one that thinks that the pilot looks like Gene? <laughs> Hackman? Like an out of yeah. focus Gene Hackman. I give you that. Um, 
But anyway, I, I like I like how nobody in the streets paying him any mind whatsoever. Well, aren't they though? Isn't he taking a picture back there? I thought that was the thing. I he was like back there, like yeah. Oh, maybe yeah. Maybe and he's, he's photobombing. Like, I think he is. Or well, maybe I'm wrong. I thought they were a second ago. Well, they they, ju- they just noticed him now. Of course, this is New York. There's a lot of crazy people. That's in true. New York. There's a lot of crazy like... fucks on the street. Now they've noticed. Yeah, now they're like, yeah, that guy's wearing a Spider-Man costume. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's Hold not on. Normal. Um, you mother of <laughs> I think that uh, Cash, there's I, a, there's an upcoming not too far from now. There's an upcoming shot for the ladies that there I just is, want to point isn't out. There? <laughs> and I will have to admit, I found it kind of. I was like, uh, what? Okay, but there's. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll point it First out. First person again. I was this just? I mean, they were just kind of like that was for 3D sake, right? There's a Spider-Man yeah. pose. Look at that. That was that's pimp. That is pimp. Um, Again, I asked the question, where's the spider sense? Yeah. You know, I, I mean, we, we went through that whole scene in the subway. We saw flashes of the spider sense. It's but the only time we ever see the him time in the movie. We, the only time we see him is, like, when they're not important. Like, when they're, like, he's right. learning his powers, really. I mean, it's not... Yeah, you're, like, like, I've got spider sense over bit. this drop of water, or this drop of <laughs> condensation coming off this bottle. My spider sense fails me, you know, coming When I get shot by the, by the police here. Uh, there so, you go. Right there's the the moment for the ladies. Get it, get it. A little spider rear end action there. Um, um, not just the ladies, I'm sure, but well, that's, that's yeah, it's very true. Uh, my point though is that I I, 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 watching this again, I was asking myself where the, where the fuck is his spider sense because it certainly seems to be failing him uh, at this point. Now. You Maybe get that's a little bit conned in that he doesn't get it until the next movie or something. True enough. Speaking of retconning, originally in the comics, Captain Stacy was a big fan of Spider-Man, and Stacy had long ago figured out that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. And obviously, they're not doing that in this movie, but we do get a little bit of like once right, once Stacy figures out that Peter Parker and Spider-Man are the same thing, uh, he does. He does make, I think, a relatively believable transition to, all right, maybe you are trying to help, and maybe this is like the exact kind of situation where we need somebody like you yeah. to uh, to handle this. And then, you know, obviously they're working together on the rooftop at, at Oscorp. I really like that brief collaboration. They do. I, I feel like it needed to be just a tiny bit more to be believable. Like, I felt like it came slightly too... Like, he sees him, and he says, Go. Saver, you know, yeah. like it, it's kind of—I don't know. I almost feel like there need to be like one more line of dialogue or one more, like you know, you look, you think I'm, you, you think I'm bad for this city, but I'm telling you, you know, all I want to do is help help the people. Or something. sure, we're the ones who fucked up the world, but that also makes us the ones best <laughs> positioned to defend it. Is- <laughs> That's what this scene needed. It needed, a, it needed a completely nonsensical Scarlett Johansson argument. <laughs> Hold your fire. Too late, asshole. Dennis Leary should have just gone over and pistol with Again, that I mean, it's like, so his, his spider sense didn't give him any kind of a hint that that's... I, mean, like just, yeah, I, I agree. Where's the fucking spider sense? I'm not saying that it makes him omnipotent. I'm not saying that it makes it or, or, you know, omniscient or precognitive. But, or actually, or, no, I guess it does no make him precognitive. Yeah, just say it's just... <laughs> Well, it's quasi precognitive. It's, it's, it's like he, it's hyper hyper uh, 
realize. Like, he knows yeah. it's going to happen faster than someone else would realize it's going to happen. And, and, and then and can it's, react. It's, about, it's, a, it's reaction time. Yeah. I don't know if it's actually precognition. I love the whole one minute remaining. Do you not get a really strong Alien 1 vibe in this scene? I do, actually, yeah. The, the yellow lights going through, like, the you know kind of smoky uh, fog. Uh, yeah, it, it's, Burr, it's very much Alien. Burr. Okay, now here's one thing that I actually really do like. I love this bit here where he tastes the air. Ganali's gone. Here we go. Taste the air. He doesn't... Uh, you assholes. The subtitles say he sniffs. Liz, they don't, reptiles don't do that. They they taste air with their tongues. Um, actually, I don't know if that's true for all reptiles. But anyway, uh, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Heck, yeah, we could be making that up. Maybe it's smell. I don't know. But my point is that I, the fact that he opens his mouth certainly to me indicates that he's tasting the air. And I think that's, that's a neat little detail. Um... It, do you, you not know, find that as opposed to odd as that, opposed to Spider Man, who like if Spider Man had like tried to stop him from stealing that Ganali device, he would have like he would have like stopped whatever he was doing and then like come to school the next day and tried to kill him again. Emma uh, or Gwen Stacy tries to stop him from taking it. He doesn't give a shit. Well, you know that I really did like. You know, I guess you're maybe maybe to expect that either. Either he doesn't care and he's like I'm yeah. on a mission and I just want to go with it, point, or he's just he's just zoned in on what he's or doing, or he somewhat realizes it's her and he doesn't really want to hurt her because he's worked with her for years or whatever. I like there, it just I don't know. It, it feels like there's a lot of like little little just it, weak it, points that I agree. Kind of keep happening near the end. It's one of those things that like it felt like oh like we want like this suspense beat. We want to pay off the suspense beat, you know, with him crashing through the the uh, uh, the grate. And then we're just done with it. Yeah. Like, we kind of got what we needed out of it. We got the suspense beat. We now, got the payoff to the suspense beat on with the nonsensical gas the city plan. Here, Here's the part. I, here's I, where they pay off the C. Thomas Howell shit. I, did you like this? No! Okay. I love this bit right here. You still friends with Matthews, that uh, crane operator down on 6th? I'm like, what kind of a line of dialogue <laughs> is that? <laughs> Get what him on the, the phone fuck? for me. My thing Tony, is... Tony, are you still friends honest, with uh, Lefty Gomez, that poker player out of Austin, Texas? These are like union guys. They would not be working this late at night, first <laughs> off. All right? None of them would be able to move as quickly as this <laughs> scene is supposed to have happened if in the space this, of like what was you know, that story, 10 minutes. What was that story about those union guys in, in New York? What were they, like, they worked for like the bus line or whatever, but they had like they had like that whole... like. Uh, covert home entertainment theater like set up somewhere. Oh lord, I didn't even hear that. <laughs> that was what they should have done. They should have had. They should have had him in that. They should have had him in their little home theater nest. I love how how quickly they they get these things in motion. It's just like really like okay. So here's uh, what this scene is. What the and and this is the this, this is, is the, the city it. helping Spider Man. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. This is this is the scene about New York City. You know, Spider-Man helps out New York City. Now New York City is going to help out Spider-Man. But I they, love the sentiment of this it. scene. But it is a complete failure yeah. when compared to the much better version of this scene in Spider-Man 2 yeah. on the elevated train. Yeah. That moment on the elevated where train they hold where, where, where they, they stand up to Doc Ock and they're like, no. You know, like you can't, you know, you got to go through us very well. Smack. Yeah. But, but, the, well, yeah, but the I mean, still, that's the whole point. It's like, yeah, they're, they're, their thing is futile to, to, a, to a point, but it is them putting themselves out. This is just sort of like, I don't know, it, it just. It's, it's awful. It, it really, really is stupid. Um, and like I said, I like the it, sentiment it of it. 
the execution yeah, is the just execution is is and it's not and the worst terrible. thing I've ever seen. It just was not. It's as close good as it though. I mean, let's be fair. It, it's it's damn close. Yeah. No, it, it's just it's not good. It's not good by any stretch of the imagination. And of course, the first guy is C. Thomas Howell. Of course. Yeah. It's yeah. Great. Like it really did. Like it needed. Like he needed to. Like you know do. The, yeah. Yeah. It needed one of those. <laughs> And it just didn't get it, but uh, yeah, I was this. This was something that I thought about in the theater. I was like, eh, I didn't quite pull that off as well. well and I was thinking thing about is, it. I was really thinking about it last night. They really tried to kind of invoke that whole that whole same thing for. And in fairness, they do it in the first Spider Man too, uh, or first Spider Man as well. Yeah. When um, uh, when Goblin's got uh, Mary Jane and the and the, uh, the the trolley full of kids. Yeah, that's and, true. And you know they're like, hey, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. Um, it still somehow felt slightly more uh, palatable. Maybe believable is not the best way to do it. The right. other thing is, is, I mean, like, the whole idea is Spider-Man's able to get across the city like this almost any time. Sure. Like, what what was the need for them now to have the straight shot? Like, I mean, could he not have played off the buildings to the left and right? Like, it's like they... Yeah. They came up with something to fix a problem that would not have been a problem at any other point in the. That's movie, exactly right. Well, the know? problem is that he's got an injured leg from from oh, where he got okay. shot. That, yeah, and okay. As we all know, I forgot about that. That actually gives it some amount of legitimacy. Well, as we all know, the, the way to fix an injured leg is to spider put a bunch in. of cranes out over the street. Well, and some, he, he sprayed the spider. He web sprayed the spider web on it. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, this is a terrible line. Your boyfriend is a man of many masks. I get it. I'm like, what? Could we have just? Could we have just tried one more time on that? Yeah, I don't know. That like is that a terrible line. What's the other mask, really, though? You know, it's right. Like, what is the other mask? <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, he's not. He's got one. He's got. He's, he's got, got a. He's got, got like a. He's got like a leather daddy mask. <laughs> that uh, that Gwen hasn't seen yet, but uh, that, that's coming in the next one. Anyway, um, yeah, that that like I said, that scene, like I like what they are trying to do there. Yeah, no, I do too. I just hate how they did it. I, I just felt like it was not as good as it could have been. No, it, it was really pretty disappointing. There's something about the lighting in this movie that drives me crazy. All the glowing greens and blues and red. It just, now this it, was, it does not feel very... It was shot on red. Yeah, I was going to say, this was shot on red. And yeah. I, I, I didn't know that when we saw it. And then afterwards, I remember thinking like I remember thinking to myself, I wonder what they shot this on. Because during during many of the scenes, there's, there's a really interesting... I, clarity, I suppose. Yeah, no, it, it, that that I remember thinking, like in the theater, like like some of the stuff like looks really good, and uh, and then later finding out that it was shot on red, which is a digital, yeah, camera, I, or relatively relatively inexpensive, I guess, compared to some of them, right? Or yeah, I, I I can't remember. I mean, they make like a whole line that you know, they, oh, okay, they, they started. I think they I think they started you know a little under ten thousand, and then they go up. Yeah. I think like the epics. I've are, got two of them. Yeah, who doesn't? I think the epics are, are closer to. 50 but um yeah i mean comparatively speaking yeah like very very inexpensive uh compared to what they used to be what uh what they used to be uh, of course now here we take away the the web shooters so now now we're not going to be able to we're not going to be able to do that anymore um his hair is really tall yeah, his, there's actually a couple scenes where his hair is almost ridiculously big. But like half the height of his face. <laughs> that one scene where he's hanging upside down when he's saving the kid. Yep. I remember it, it being yep. comical how, how he big pull, it is. He pulls that mask Does off. Does he look a little like Jason Bateman right like, there? Too? What the fuck? 
He looks like Jason Bateman in Dodgeball, where he's got that gigantic <laughs> F and A what's cotton. His, what's his name? Cotton. F and A. Well, no, Cotton's his buddy. It's oh, uh, no, it's... Uh, yeah, who is it? It's... Uh, I can't remember his character's name. Oh, man. Damn it. Um... Is it, it's like a it, it's like isn't it like Skip Tyler right? You it's are Skip, yeah. or something like that. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So I like the I like that uh, Spider Man and Captain Stacy are, are, are teamed up together doing their thing here. Um, I, I, I dig that. I, I like the fact that you know that, that we see a brief glimpse of. Uh, of the, of the, and well, and the Captain Stacy who supported Spider Man. Yeah, know, the Captain Stacy who. Uh, who, who was on Spider-Man's side when, when, when other people weren't? Yeah, uh, we get kind of a brief a brief glimpse of that before his untimely demise. All right, so thus endeth Dennis Leary's involvement. Although, actually, I, I think they must be doing like a flashback or something in part two because I heard that I heard that he's he's in part two. Is he? So it must be some kind of. Must be some sort of flashback or memory or time. Or a clone. He'd be a clone. Oh, dude, that'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, here we go. I think that, honestly, this whole... This whole MacGuffin of the uh, of the Ganali device and the, you know, like the fucking cloud of... In this case, it's the antidote. I really found this to, to be so unnecessarily... Uh, Complicated, like yeah. it, just like the whole thing. Like I'm going to gas the entire city, and I'm going to do you know this and that or whatever. Like I, just everything about like everything about the lizard and what he's trying to accomplish. I just really don't buy into. I, they didn't do a good job because let's let's just go down the, the level. So it starts off that he's impressed by him because he's you know he. he Peter really shows what he does, so it's you know yeah. on a, just a mental level he's impressed by him. Then he finds out who he is, and he's kind of even more sort of like, like intrigued, wow. and yeah. you know, and, and I think it's sort of looking forward in a way to working with him. I, I think right. there is a moment of that. Then you jump then pretty he wants quickly to, to just wants to kill him. Then he saves him right. when you don't really get this like I mean you know he is back to being good, but I mean was he ever really good? Like did you ever really get a lot of? I mean like. This makes sense in the terms that you see stuff like this happen in these kind of movies all the time. So you you allow it to happen. But if you really think about it, it kind of just I don't know. It doesn't work a whole lot for me. Plus, even though he doesn't have his web shooting stuff, he still can stick to walls. I was going to say like like right? who's worried about him falling here? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, I don't know. I I, I I agree. I feel like the weakest. The weakest thing about this is the villain and the MacGuffin as to what what he's going to do. Everything else is actually pretty good, but even their weak points kind of are tied to this in yeah. that sense, you know. Um. So, Dennis Leary inexplicably dies because I'm pretty sure that he gets gut stabbed. Yeah, he got pretty. I which, mean, in theory, should take hours to die from. Well, uh, I mean. Guy's been smoking for years. <laughs> Man, he's probably he's already halfway there. Yeah, honestly, he was just like, you know what, this movie kind of sucks. I'm checking out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid they might tap me for the second one. Go ahead and uh, just kill me off in this first let's, one. Here. Let's not do this. Anyway, uh, so yeah, you're gonna need this because I don't know if you've heard, you're a guy of many masks. <laughs> I, I read that. I, I said I that, that once. Actually, shit. actually, I'm gonna let you know something. I told I told my daughter that a few minutes ago. I thought it was a pretty good line. I came but, up with that myself. I improv that. Oh wait a minute. 
<laughs> the writers hate me. Uh, so this is kind of interesting in that I mean, obviously, you know, the, the character of Captain Stacy's you know has been retconned. Uh, different writers have had their take on it, but. You know, the original take on the character was that he was a big supporter of Spider-Man and that when he died, uh, you know, Spider-Man was there and, and he rushed to him and Spider-Man says, take care of her son. And and he realizes, oh, you know, Captain Stacy knew that I, Spider-Man, was in fact Peter Parker the whole time. Yeah. And it's interesting how basically the polar opposite here. Yeah. He's like, he doesn't like Spider-Man. He dies and he says, stay the fuck away from my daughter. Uh, <laughs> well, to which, to which they give lots of reverence. I mean, they, right. I mean yeah. like a few minutes later, he's, he's like, yes, sir. I promise I'll do that. And then he's yeah, like, fuck he's that. Oh, he's he dead. He's not going to know. <laughs> fuck him. That's the thing I love he was about Leary, That's the thing I, mean, I love about joking. honorable characters is they really stick by when they make a promise, they wait at least a week. You know, like like that, a good four or five days. It, it, it is interesting though, I mean, how, you know, the whole there, there's a big undercurrent in this film about, you know, Peter becoming an adult, becoming mature and becoming responsible and so forth. And that in the final moments of the movie, they basically have him say, Oh, fuck all that. They play it for a laugh and then just and then just in, yeah. you know, it, it is kind of interesting the, the way that they, they sort of approach that with, you know, I mean, it, it's a funny moment and everything. And oh, I mean, yeah. it's great because you want him and Gwen to be together. It's, but at the same time, you're like, wait a second. Like, haven't you like you haven't learned anything like all that shit your uncle told you. Yeah. All that stuff that you just went through. You haven't this, learned this whole movie was useless at this point. You know, if, if for for your growth as a character. Supposedly. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, basically, you in the you in the movie and you've learned nothing. I noticed that we have managed to use the exact same photo of Doc Connors at least four times now. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's the photo he goes by. Um, I'm surprised they didn't use that lightning bolt picture. Like, you might know him better <laughs> as the guy who stands in front of this. <laughs> Doc Connors, guy that owns this great photograph, yeah, by the way, great print here, is uh, is on his way to uh, what's the what's the name of the asylum? I can't remember. Anyway, but uh, he's on his way to the Slammer. I guess they haven't uh, they haven't done the uh, the vault here. Doesn't this seem kind of silly at this point, though? Too. Yeah, I mean, like with, honestly, with like honestly, it would have been happened, great. Like if she had just hugged him and go, "Oh, Peter, I haven't needed eggs in days." <laughs> I mean, it's you, stupid boy. It's, it's, <laughs> uh, Not really, but I mean, no, nah, I mean, I, it, it, it's it's a it's a sweet moment. It's one of those things that you kind of let it go because you're like, okay, I get what they're going for. But in reality, but I mean, like that's the whole thing is like, is like in theory, that scene is about him like learning to juggle both. Yeah, you know, like in the true. previous scene, he'd been doing the Spider Man thing and forgot the eggs. Now I'm doing the Spider Man thing. I remember the eggs. Like like in theory, that scene is saying I am learning to strike a balance. I'm learning to figure out how to how to be. All of these, uh, all of these things, be both Peter Parker and Spider Man, and then in the very next scene, he's like, "Hey, remember that promise I made to your dad? Fuck him!" <laughs> um, <laughs> so they completely reverse course on that in in quick order. Yeah, I really felt like they would at least carry that through the first movie. You know, like that that whole. I agree. And then I, I and then in the second movie, maybe it comes around like, "Look, I just can't do it anymore. I, yeah. I we have to be together," kind of thing. Um, but, but I mean, really, we're talking th- what three minutes have passed at this point. <laughs> we're already at like, I know what you're doing, and you know, the next scene we're gonna be back here. I have to say, actually, that I really do. Um, I really do like that she puts it together. I, I, I really, I really yeah. do kind of like that that she figures it out as opposed to just uh, 
you know, you just it, it coming to light later or something like that. Yeah, like him having to explain it to her and, and that yeah. kind of thing. I like the fact that she figures it out. Um, she has the perfect eyes for on-screen crying. She has like these gigantic puppy eyes that are just uh, that are just perfect for, for you know for giant tears to well up in to elicit uh, empathy from you. I mean, I don't give a shit. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're uh, into that sort of thing, though. if you're into that sort of thing, but uh, no, she's. No, uh, I thought she did a, a, she's a pretty darn good job. I, I do. I, I think that both of them were were really good bit of casting. I know that I know that other people disagree. Like I know people that hate Andrew Garfield, absolutely hate him in this. Has he been in anything else? Yeah, he was in the Social Network and. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But, uh, what else? Um, I don't know. That, that that's the only thing that's coming to mind, but. Uh, Anyway, I thought that they were both. Uh, I thought they were both good bits of casting. Although I know that uh, others others disagree with that. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, so many people had a problem with like like Tobey Maguire in the in the first series, and I, yeah. you know, I mean, I didn't, I don't really particularly care for Tobey Maguire, but I, I think uh, for the first two movies, I, I thought he, he did great. really well. You know? I thought he looked a little old. Like that, I, I that, agree. that's one thing is that I always thought he was just a little, just a little too old. To really like appear, appear like high school youth. Well, whereas like Garfield, to to me like Garfield does you know kind of pull off. I, I, like, I, I, I'll, I would definitely give you that. I think um, I think once you get past, I mean, because they move pretty quickly in the first movie. I mean, like they he's did, yeah. You know, by the time it's kind of he's more in his like after high school kind of years. I, I think he starts to look like what he should. You know, or you know, right, right. It, it makes sense. But yeah, in the early early parts of the film, it definitely does kind of stick out. I wonder what their house number is. I don't know. It's got to be like... It's a mystery. It's probably a letter. You're on his computer. <laughs> he said that, too. Oh, that's fine. He also said, I farted under the sheets. But uh, that was that was just a little moment between me and him. That was... Uh... That is great, though. It's like it's like this nice bit of turnaround. You know, like the ability that parents have to completely... Uh... Completely uh, embarrass their kids. Yeah, that's actually a tactic I'm planning on using uh, later on in life. <laughs> if I have to, you know, like I have to, like you know, in front of Z and her friends, like I have to break up. So your mom and I were having hot, sweaty old people sex last night, <laughs> and oh, dad, no. Uh, um, I, I plan on uh, I plan on exploiting that to uh, to the max later on. I'm sure that's a Sony branded phone. Yeah, I was gonna say, also, could Sony not have put a, a better like they have fucking like they don't, have they, don't they make phones, Windows right? phones now? I, don't probably. They? I don't know if they did when this movie came out. Big shout out to the rear window poster. Uh, rear window, probably my favorite Hitchcock movie. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal film. I'm almost positive that I've seen that picture of Martin Sheen somewhere before. Yeah, it's obviously. Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, it's obviously you know. I'm assuming it's like an actual photo of him. That they've just appropriated, but I'm almost positive I've seen that somewhere else. I'm inspiring graffiti. <laughs> now, technically, like, isn't Spider Man supposed to like fight against this kind of thing? Yeah. Hey guys, I really appreciate it, but can you cut that shit out? Yeah. Look at this thing he does with his hand here, like where he reaches up and like touches that gate as he walks through it. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's the motion you're showing there. The the thing that I like I, I think about is just like physically, he does a lot of like kind of interesting things. Uh, in, in this movie, uh, he, he makes some interesting choices just with his physicality and so forth. And um, here we go. Look at this: Peter Parker, Flash Thompson, not mortal enemies. Uh, 
Very interesting. I'll be curious to see if if they pick up and uh, and and I'll, I'll be curious if Flash is in I the really, next movie and, and where that goes. I was a little surprised they didn't do him like in a black shirt. Maybe not with like white spider, but like a red spider. You know, something oh, to kind of emote tease the me. you know. Don't tease me. You know, kind of emote the whole Venom thing. Yeah. Uh, I always, I mean, like, I understand that, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, Flash is, what is, like, Agent Venom, I guess. Uh, well, I mean, he, he, he's he, the first, you know. He's Venom. He's, uh, but, like, what, what do they got, what, what's the whole thing they're doing, they've done, like, in recent years where, like, I can't, I, I can't remember, like, Ace was telling me about it. Anyway. Don't make promises you can't keep. Sorry, those are, those are the best kind. Which is another way of saying "fuck your dead father," um, and we end. So, in the grand scheme of things, I remember when we walked out of the theater. I remember saying, "You know, I, I think I might actually like that better than than the Raimi uh, flicks." Yeah, there's th- there's some really, I mean, there's some fun stuff in it. I, I, yeah. I really like Garfield. I really like the casting for the most part. Um, there's some fun stuff in it, and uh, I really – I like the, the take on it overall as a Spider-Man film, but there are some, there are some specifics to the story yeah. that, uh, that, that don't hold up as well. When, when I was re-watching it uh, before, we, uh, before we recorded this, I, I remember kind of thinking, like, ah, that's kind of hanky. That's yeah. not so awesome. Here we go. Here we go. Right here. Look at that. There it Bam. is. That's how you That's do it right pimp. there. Uh, it should have covered the whole screen, too. Why didn't they do that? They fail. Can I ask you a question, though, too, just yeah, real quick? Do you think Mark Webb, who do you think used that to sell to the other? Did the company <laughs> want Mark Webb and say, look, your name's Mark You're Webb. Mark Webb. You've got to do this. Or did he say, hey, look, my, my, my name's Mark, Mark Webb. Webb. i got to let me do this. And, and like the way that Hollywood is, they were like, he's right. He's, he's Mark right. Webb. you got to let him. I think it was probably the former. Uh, I, I think I'm going to change my name to um, I Tony Adamantium Scarlett Johansson's Naked. Right. And so that way, like, I could be like, well, my last name is Scarlett Johansson's Naked. So, so you've got to you gotta let me do with this movie where she's going to be naked. That's right. I was going to say, like, I'll change my name to Brent Adamantium Claws. Uh, <laughs> if that's what it takes. That's true. But, uh, like, hey, guys, uh, we got this, uh, this guy here to see you about this project. So now anyway. We, now, we've got, real quick, uh, how, how quickly does the... Uh, the old I think that we see the tag scene after the like after the the cast okay, the yeah. cast credits. Um, but what I was going to say is that I get the impression that Mark Webb was was kind of a Brian Singer. I get the impression that he he had to be kind of convinced uh, to, to do this, and and like maybe he kind of thought he was going to be slumming it at first, and he's like, oh, actually, you know, there's some kind of interesting drama here, yeah. with, you know, with this character. So I get the impression that he was he had to kind of be brought to it. James Horner. Done some great scores over the years. Aliens, yeah. Star Trek II. Absolutely, he's done. Uh, he's done lots of good stuff. Of stuff. Commando. Come on, son. Commando. Here Come we on. go. So, obviously, Marvel Studios uh, you know, really, really made the tag scene. I mean, it's not that other movies hadn't done it, but Marvel Studios really, really oh, yeah. made use of the tag scene. And when we first saw this in the theater, uh, I remember I remember Shelley saying, uh, you know, who's that? What's going on? And I was like... I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, it's, it's Osborne, right? Uh, so no, no, no. This is uh, 
well, I, I read I've read since then. I, okay. I, I, went, I went and looked it up right after the movie came out, and like nobody like nobody knew who this was. Okay. But now, uh, and then the months that followed or whatever, I guess people figured out that this is supposed to be the gentleman uh, who's like a minor villain. I think his like actual name is Gustav something like Gustav. Uh, fears or something like that but anyway like you know he's like some sort of like super criminal known as the gentleman who has uh, I guess some loose ties to the Sinister Six oh, as well okay. as some others he, he's like some ultra rich guy that uses his money to invest in I don't know and you know in, in oh evil. just just like every other rich guy exactly come they're, on they're Tony. purely there for evil uh, so anyway uh, that's I suppose that in in hindsight that that is uh, that's the teaser uh, for the Sinister Six. You were kind of that, yeah, that could be setting up the Sinister Six, and also I, I think I believe the actor is Michael Massey, who uh, is famous for accidentally murdering Brandon Lee. Uh, he's oh. he's the guy that played Fun Boy in The Crow, who was given the uh, the gun loaded with blanks that unfortunately had something clogged down the barrel, that ended up unfortunately killing Brandon Lee on accident. Mm. So uh, he's well, he's famous for. Yeah, for that unfortunately. Awful. But well, anyway, uh, I expect if I mean if that's true, if, if that is who the, in fact that character is playing, if that is in fact the gentleman, then that may very well be. Uh, well, you know, and it sounds like they have already the you know, kind of talked about going down that direction. So yeah, I, I had never even heard of the gentleman. Like, I, I, I had like I hadn't either, and, and like, I fucking read Spider-Man comics. Yeah, uh, but uh, I, I had not. Like I said, apparently he's he's a he's a pretty minor figure. Although I guess maybe he's. Factored into some some specific storylines or something, and maybe these become bigger later. Because you know, I don't yeah. think either one of us have, have read. I didn't read. Much I didn't read Spider Man much past much past the late nineties. Yeah, um, I, like I'm just I'm just casually kind of aware with like like Ultimate Spider Man, sure, and some of the more recent stuff. But uh, anyway, I think that. Uh, I think that the thing that I'll say, because we haven't seen The Amazing Spider-Man 2 yet, but apparently it came out in England already, because I've had... London? England? I've had people messaging me about it, and and you're just kind of talking about it. Rowan, uh, one of the the moderators on EpicBattleX.com, she sent me a message, and um, she just, she warned me that uh, if you've seen all the trailers for Spider-Man 2... You've probably seen the best stuff in the movie. Yeah, uh, people always say that, and I mean, sometimes it is true, but that that does worry me because then that means that the movie was only good for like action beats. Right. Well, okay, well, beats. Now, now, in fairness, in fairness, she, uh, okay, let me let me back up on that a little bit. Uh, I think what she said specifically is that like her favorite stuff from the film was some of like the the quieter things. That aren't in the trailers at all. But as far as like the action stuff, like okay. the the best action stuff in the movie, it doesn't seem because I mean I swear that they show so damn much anymore. But I mean, come on, like that just seems and and in the trailers for this, they, and actually they just showed one. And again, I I, I get kind of mad at myself, but at the same time, I'm I want to I'm excited to see the stuff. So sometimes I'll end up watching something, and before I kind of realize how much they're showing. They they had a, a like a little one shot on uh, Electro that that's up right now on the, like on iTunes and I was like, well, good lord, that was like five minutes of, of really in depth showing what's going on with that and I was like, yeah. I just you don't you don't kind of expect they're going to show that much and and they do. these days, man, they really are. You know, they're showing so much footage before you ever get into the theater and yeah. I, I'm not crazy about it. I uh, I have actually not watched a single piece of media for Amazing Spider-Man two since the Super Bowl thing. 
I, I, I've I've really stayed away from it. So you didn't see the part where the thing and the guy happens? No, I, I missed that. Okay. So uh, there you have it, folks. Amazing Spider-Man. I think uh, I think we're gonna have to do Iron Man three. I, 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 oh, yeah. I'm really like that's the thing. Like now I'm intrigued. Now I'm intrigued. Like I want to go back and watch Iron Man three because I'm doing that whole thing. Where I'm like like maybe like maybe it's impossible that it's as bad as I remember it. Yeah. Although we've done that before. Like, like we've done that whole thing before. We we're like, oh no, it can't be that bad. Oh yeah, that's that yeah, fucking bad. Yeah, it was that bad. Anyway, we probably ought to wrap things up. Yes, indeed. So. If you want to see more of these uh, kind of DVD commentary style episodes. Please sound off and let us know. Uh, give us some feedback on this. Let us know some other movies that you'd like to see. I mean, we're certainly talking about Iron Man 3. Yeah. I could see maybe, doing that in our future. And we're, the, maybe a Transformers or something like that because, you know, there's, there's talk we might see the new Transformers. We're talking about it. We're talking about maybe maybe going to see the new Transformers. The point is, hit us up, drivehomebreakdown.com, at Breakdown Show on Twitter, and uh, let us know what you think. If you want to, if you want to see us watch something and uh, check it out. Just let us know, and we'll. If there's a movie you'd not like for us to watch, like Iron Man three. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, if yeah. You yeah. Don't want us to watch that. Definitely make sure we definitely know. let us know. Because I'll take any excuse not to. <laughs> this has been the Drive Home Breakdown and our first commentary episode, which we hope you enjoyed, seeing as how it was your idea. And if you have any other great ideas for us, head on over to drivehomebreakdown.com. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you'd like to see in future episodes, movies you'd like us to cover, commentaries you'd like us to record. You can also follow us on Twitter at Breakdown Show. We would like to thank everybody for spreading the word on the first episode. Made it such a big hit. Our next episode is going to be on The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and that will be coming out shortly after May 2nd. And remember, pro driving tip number 113. If your valet is a recently dismissed scientist at Oscorp, park it yourself. <laughs>